Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Done and dusted. You went, Dan. I was there too, but... Saw you. Took a photo of you. Wow. Talking Sent about a photo saw of you. Plenty of people saw you, mate. You're a big yep. celebrity now, aren't you? <laughs> no. Big time celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. I got. I, I did get noticed once when I was buying four beers. Um, just, you know, you got to fill the tray up. Make it worth your while because you don't want to line up four times. Oh, absolutely. That's a strong move. Yes. Um, got a photo with someone that said they're going to send it through to you. Not sure if that's come to you yet, but I they did. might. Oh, so you did a fan photo. Yeah, Dan from Backchat. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Does that feel good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, anytime, anytime, someone gets up to say hi, I love it. It's I good. had a photo sent to me of you. Someone yeah. in the crowd said Dan Kant spotted in the crowd a zoomed-in version of your face. I was definitely just reading Twitter or something on my phone. It wasn't a great shot, but did I anyone w- send a photo of me working on national television to you saying? Will Schofield, host of Backchat, spotted? Last how week. Many, how many times did that happen to you? Last Zero. week that happened. But none this week? None this well, week. Well, I had one of you. Yeah. So you're, you're, the, the, you're the famous one. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, um, someone came up to me at Beatty Park um, last week as well during swimming lessons and said, hey, love Backchat. So that is good. great content. Hmm. You're swimming lessons with your kid and you're getting recognised as the host of Backchat. Yep. I just love every bit about that. And no one came up to me at the game. I posted like I'm here. Come, come get your Philadelphia fish money. <laughs> and no, and you Did know you what? I didn't see that. Did yeah, you? I put it up on back chat. Said I'm here. Come get your Philadelphia fish money. And you know what? No one came up to me, which means everyone is completely satisfied with their Philadelphia fish. Right. So the deal is, and it's a long term. This is no ending. Yep, in perpetuity, I, I believe it is good for one mm-hmm. Philadelphia fish if they come up to you and say. And genuinely didn't like it. I don't like it. I went and bought it under your guise and then, you know, I didn't enjoy it. I'd like my money back. Just to finish this off, I actually got contacted on social media. I forgot all about this by someone who worked uh, at McDonald's in their younger years. Okay. Um, Was working the – I probably should read it straight off, but I remember it well enough. Was working the drive-through, just, you know, minding their own business. Mm. Lo and behold, the Schofield family pulled up to the window and – the message said that he was absolutely disgusted at the fact he had to hand over a double quarter pounder of cheese 
with an extra fillet of fish in the bag. Ah, but there then you he go. was. But then his disgust levels were lowered when he saw me reach into the bag and hand it to my wife. Oh, great. Alex, my She's wife. A... Not only she'd have one of the best fantasy teams in the country, but she likes fillet of fish. Very good. She's just gone up a notch. There you go. So on socials, you get a you get a hold of our socials if you're not on there. Backchat double underscore across Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're on Reddit still. We're still doing some action on Reddit. It's still happening. Yeah, everything we do, we post up there on Reddit. Uh, very good. You can find us on YouTube. Getting very, very close to 1,000 subscribers. Hmm. Do we talk about why that's how we've sort of helped along recently? What happened? Yeah, we'll get to that, mate. Okay. We'll get to that. Sure. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au if you want to send us something so we can... Read it. <laughs> Upward inflection was great. <laughs> uh, Patreon members, as always, you actually help us put this program together, like mm-hmm. our sponsors do, but you're the people that actually listen to it. and The engine room. Hey. No, I would say Patreon is actually the back line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're like carrying the, us. The sponsors are probably the engine room. Yeah. You know, like we appreciate their support. We really do. Mm-hmm. about to get to them. Mm-hmm. But if they fall over, we're still with our listeners. Yeah. And that's, that's the right. back line. Yep, to pick up the pieces. Back chat, back lines, get mm-hmm. it right. Whipper snapper, they're looking after us still. Got this whiskey here, some of the best World's in the best. business. We've got a VIP code still on Patreon. I had a couple of people ask where it was. If you're on Patreon, you need to just have a look at a couple of posts. It's about five down and that's where the code is. If you're not on Patreon and you want to become a patron and you want a discount code for whiskey, that's it's, what you got to do. It's actually worth... Do, paying for the month, get the discount code because you'll get cheaper yeah. whiskey. Yeah, if you want, a, if you want a little pro tip, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. If you want to buy a sub for a month, get the code and get probably about thirty dollars off a bottle. There's of whiskey. no guns to hit here. You, you want to do that? Do that. <laughs> Fair enough, right? Yeah. All right, fantasy. Let's get right off the top here. I'm a bit, I'm a bit disgruntled with how we're going here as a podcast. Yep. Right. I'll give you a little bit of a league update. Now we've got a new leader, Nimrod from Junior FC. He's leading the league. He's coming 69th in the country. So I feel like our little fantasy league might have some quality players in it, but that's okay. Lots, lots can happen week to week in fantasy, such as the three other members of this podcast here tonight getting a good team together. What's going on, guys? We need to, we need to rally and have a chat about what you're doing with your teams. Dan, you can start. What's, what's happening in fantasy land for you, mate? Um, I don't know where to start. So You've slipped down the list from 148th. To 150th. You've got okay, worse. So let me tell you what happened this week. There's 150... I'm assuming there's 159 people in it because I can see another member of this podcast is that position. Okay. So this is what happened. I'll be honest with you. So Dustin Martin's still in my team. Yes. Um, I went to remove him from my my team and swap him out with someone else. I just couldn't figure it out. Like, so... So what? I just left him in it. So... <laughs> What do you mean you couldn't figure it out? Well, the only person I could sub him with was someone in my bench. And like I was, well, I was trying to him? trade him. I just couldn't figure it out. I was couldn't on the trade app. him. The app wasn't great, to be honest. The, the app's great. That's the only thing I operate with. Really? Okay. That's fine. Maybe I was, uh, I don't know, but I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I guess he's just going to have to stay in. Okay. We, we need to get that out of your game. You <laughs> okay. need to make the changes where applicable. Maybe, can we sit after this episode? Can you sit with me and, and I can do. we'll fix just think my team it, a bit? Think of it, it's a numbers game. You mm-hmm. need to have. Rookies in there to be generating your cash. So at the end of the year, yep. you can have as many premium players in there as possible. The quicker you get to that point, the better your team will be. Okay. So having zeros and people that are potentially not ever coming back to the game, ever, mm-hmm. which is Dustin Martin, that's, that's on the table at the moment. Yes. We may never see him again. Mm-hmm. You need to get him out of your team. Okay. Understand? 
Yep. Very good. Next, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, I've not gone down. Haven't haven't gone up either. Yes. I've stayed in the same spot. One twenty six. So you're still bad. Respectable. Right. Uh, look, I didn't have any DNPs this week. That's a that's an improvement for me at least. That is an improvement. It's an improvement on Dan. Yeah, it is. You know, I didn't have Justin Martin in my team. Well, what did you do with your rucks this week? I was making a decision. Right. I was trading out. I had Sean Darcy in my ruck. He was injured, obviously, so yes. I traded him out. I sucked you into that, didn't I? You did, yeah. yeah I was never picking him in my fantasy team. <laughs> Come on, Chad. What a rat. Come on. Get, um, get your purple goggles off and just get the quality players in. You need to take away. That's another thing about fantasy. You need to take the supporters' eyes off. You need to just pick the best players, no matter who they play for. Look, I've only got two Frio players in my side now. It's two too many. <laughs> whack. Dan goes whack. Will Brody and Luke Rock. Luke Ryan. Okay, yeah. okay. both yeah. acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so Your I traded rucks. out Sean Darcy mm. and I was looking for a new ruck and mm. I was deciding in between Tom Hickey and Tim English. And for some reason I thought Tom Hickey would be the pickup. He didn't have a great game. That is just poor. Yeah. And Tim and English Tim absolutely English dominated. smashed him. And he's been dominating all year. I'm not sure how you came to that conclusion, to be really honest. I think it was a bit of a, uh, a poor decision by me. A couple of beers too many, Charlie, before you update the fantasy teams. Sunk a few too many on Wednesday night. Okay. Well, we'd just like to say Tim English, future eagle. You heard it here first on back chat. Yep. Okay. Oh boy. Well, we. Uh, while I'm chatting to Cat here, Charlie, I can just hear this uh, our fridge, which holds some of our goods over here. It's just making slight buzzing noise. If you could just attend to that, that'd be terrific. While I talk to Cat, I'm not joking. Thank you. Uh, now, Cat, can you please tell me what is going on with your fantasy team? You're you're one fifty ninth out of how many? Is there one fifty nine? No, I went 163. Yeah, 163. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, I'm. So you're getting better. As more people join this league, <laughs> yeah. you're getting better. Not last, that's for sure. But um, I have been neglecting my fantasy team a little bit. My boyfriend's been trying to push me to do it. And that I got just it, Charlie. haven't Whatever gotten around to it. Whatever you did just there, mate. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah, I just haven't got around to it. But you haven't got around to what? Doing my fantasy team. Doing your team. Well, like. I, I don't know, trading? Oh, is that so what it's called? Yes, trading. trading. <laughs> I need to trade. So that's two people. That's you, Dan. I'm in the top 150, yeah, mate. I'm Pat. I will soon be t- overtaking Dan. No, no, Dan. no. This isn't, a, this isn't <laughs> something that we can do Excuse in a month's me? time. You, you, every week that you don't trade, your team it misses every opportunity to build any, any sort of cash generation. You need to update your team. I will, I promise. Do you need to send it into the group chat to get us going? Yes. Too bloody nice, Cat. I can't get too angry <laughs> at you. Two grand final tickets on the line here. I've improved to 70 from 79. Still poor. Yeah, still very poor. Like the amount of flack I'm giving you guys, still poor, mm. realistically. For a seasoned veteran. But there is one member of my family in my household that is continuing to climb up the ranks. My wife, Alex, with the hot team. Yep. She's got the hot players. What's She's the got team name? Hot guys only. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called Will Wishes. I think it's more a reflection oh, okay. of, yeah, maybe I, I wish I was as hot as some of the guys in the team. I don't know. Yeah. No, she's trying to be funny. Not yep. a funny person. But she can play fantasy. <laughs> can play fantasy. She's ra- she ranks 15th in our league. She's moved into the top 1,500 in Australia. She's absolutely killing it. Very good. She may have listened to one or two things that have come out of my mouth in the last 10 years about fantasy by the sounds of things. This is the first year she's played and she's 1,500th in Australia. Beginner's luck. That's all I'm saying. Because I've done it before, so, you know. Charlie, have you done it before? I haven't, no. You're no, missing no. out on that luck at the moment? Yep. Yep, yep, yep absolutely. All right, well, that's our fantasy. Just just remember, do you, do you want me to put a, uh, how about a reminder on our socials 
now's the time you need to trade, guys. Oh, maybe, maybe that'll I help get our the, listeners. I get the email on Wednesday. Make sure your teams are set. And I go, all right, cool, thanks. We'll put something up on social all media right. to remind everyone. Spend the next 20 minutes making trades in your fantasy and then forget <coughs> about it. I, you, I, I tend to do it in the last hour. I'm, I'm a you know, hmm. late kind of on 11th the, hour, man. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, happy with that? Very happy. <sighs> Let's do a nice little whippersnapper whip around. Mm-hmm. I'm liking the name of this segment more and more each week. I can tell. This is from the World Whiskey Award winners. Best single grain, single cask whiskey, whippersnapper. Let's have a little whip around of what happened in the last week or in so. The, world. the derby happened. Charlie, what happened in the uh, what happened in the derby, big fella? Oh, I've, I've written it down in front of you. The Dockers smashed them. <laughs> oh, I loved watching it. I loved did, every minute of did it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a great game. You enjoy yeah. games like that? Just seeing some, you know some lesser liked team just getting beaten to a pulp like think, the West Coast Eagles were. I think lesser liked might be a, a bit generous there. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, joking, of course. Uh, it was a great game for the Dockers. Um, did, did it prove much to you? Did it not, prove look, much for the Freo Dockers? Really? I am like, aware yeah. that Eagles are pretty severely depleted at yep. the moment. Yep. Uh, but I tell you what, there's nothing better than watching a winning derby. Very good, Charlie. You seem angry, Dan. Oh, I mean, to you know what, I'm, I'm a little bit happy because... You don't seem happy. No, you don't no, seem no, no, a little I'm, bit. I'm just processing it. So it's not often that you go to a game fully expecting your team to lose. Right. So it's nice going to a game like, well, we're going to lose this. So Right, so you had no expectations of any sort of... Experience. No, so I, I, there's no letdown. Sounds pretty weak from a West Coast supporter, to be honest. Like I sit here right now, I mean, not as a West Coast supporter. I've been spoiled my entire life. I right. can't... can't and now you just three rounds in and go, oh, we're not going to win. Can't beat the Dockers. Can't win. <laughs> no, I doing? just didn't think they were capable of beating the Dockers. So yeah, I thought, see exactly what I'm saying. Well, anything win. is a bonus here. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. And to be honest, the the score was a- almost generous to West Coast. Yeah, if, we're, if we're honest, that last sort of eight minutes was just junk time where Frio had completely <laughs> given up and and West Coast scored three goals. Like, what was it, 49 to 102 or something? And we look forward to having Tom like Cole in the program a little shit later yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. West but Coast but honestly, before those last, like, three goals, they just slotted in because Frio didn't care anymore. It was it like 30 to 100. It was a bloodbath. And you know yeah. what? It was actually, if we're just finishing this um, little derby recap, it was an insipid derby there was not one contest there was no big moments there was you know like yeah Darcy, Darcy Tucker injury was you know that was bad but McGovern took a good mark Flying Ryan took up a good mark like at, at one stage I didn't know who was going to win the Ross Glendening yeah. Allen medal yeah I thought maybe Hearn or McGovern could have won it they've lost by <laughs> 10 goals and Hearn or McGovern could have won the medal I just there just was no moments there was no intensity mm. it was underwhelming boring, it was boring. Mm. didn't like it okay what about the April Fool's joke we played uh, last Monday? Yeah, it was very good. Was Monday? I don't know what day it was. It was, um, yeah, it was Friday. a blur. Yeah, it was a blur. Friday. It was last Friday. Um, so we, we went pretty hard. It wasn't like It a, took a lot of preparation. <laughs> look. I like, had to turn my phone off at the end. I was cool. A little bit of insight. We It wasn't like, you know, April 1st morning. We were like, let's, let's set up like a little joke. It was... A, like almost a week of planning. I reckon it was just after we recorded our last podcast with Shara Wellingham, sort of looking at to the week ahead, yep. what's coming up. Oh gosh, it's April Fool's yes. Day. What can and we, we had a lot that? of people. Do you, you, you want to list off some of the people that just helped us oh, out? There was a couple of, well, uh, the people that helped us out. It's, we need to be clear with this as well because I didn't want anyone being thrown under the bus like, oh, he's, he doesn't even know yeah. what's so going on. So Ryan Daniels, for instance, let's start with him. Ryan Daniels, he was a big part of it because 
you know, what he say, says goes mm-hmm. in this. He's a newsbreaker here in WA. And, and, and he's on the money almost all the time, yeah, he knows which is why happening. I reached out to him first. Mm-hmm. So I thought if he says it, people will believe it. Yep. And they did. Absolutely. Yep. 6PR, Gareth Parker mm-hmm. and the team over there. Um, I sort of uh, mooted the idea with them a couple of days out and they were very keen to play along, which was fun. So we, we look, had some feedback that you can't set up April Fool's days before April Fool's. There's no rules. We, well, there's no rules and we didn't, you know, we spoke to people about it, but did we do anything? Did no. I say anything? We didn't. I didn't, I didn't say anything. And the people who did say stuff, it was very vague. It was just, we're hearing this, we're hearing Whispers. that. Look, mm. if you want to believe it, it's on you. I've it's got to be honest. Yep. So 6PR, uh, Channel 7 in, a, in co- you know, coordination with Ryan Daniels played a good part. Fox Footy, yep. Drew Jones, presenter over there, mm-hmm. played his part beautifully. I sat Excellent. down with him earlier in the week uh, before April Fool's and he did not even blink. When, when I sat down to do that interview with him, sort of I'd given him a few texts uh, back and forth, this is what we want to do, and he, he said, no worries. So the camera's come on, I'm doing a live cross, and I was like, all, all good to go, mate. And he was game face on. Yeah, he was like, yeah, mate. He was like, yeah, mate, all good. No laughs, nothing. He just hit it for six. Absolutely killed it. Yep. That was a real turning point on the day for us. So the, the one part I loved the most was that, so we directed a lot of people to the live press conference that we held that morning. And I think a lot of people expected that they would get to the press conference and you'd be like, hey, guys, Ta-da. just a joke. So we, we had the whole press conference and then at the end you go, thanks, and then walk off. And then people are like, hang on, I was expecting, like, where's the joke? And then about half an hour later, the Fox footy interview comes out and people are expecting, oh, maybe this is where the joke's revealed. Well, no, this is, we triple down Continue. at that point. And it wasn't until, like, a radio interview and we put out a video. Um, I mean, it was fun. I don't think anyone is really, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're it. a rule player, right? You, are, you have been a rule player your whole life and you're mm-hmm. like abiding by the rules. And I didn't sit... Totally comfortable. You wanted to make sure no one got hurt, no feelings were... Well, that, no, that I just didn't, I did, like, for instance, with Ryan Daniels, I didn't want people to think, like, oh, Ryan Daniels was a sucker. Yeah. That was my concern. But we, everyone that was helping out was in on it. Everyone's a legend. I mean, while we're talking about suckers, we may as well name a few of them, too. Mm-hmm. Hayden Ballantyne, friend of the family, been on this podcast a lot. He gave me a call. He was stoked. <laughs> Lining up for the Eagles on the weekend, mate. Well done. Andrew Embley. Andrew fucking Embley. Tell you what, you could tell him the sky's yep. falling down and he'd believe that because he was absolutely pumped for me. Michael Barlow, another friend of the family. Yeah, who he had just spoken to. <laughs> Andrew Embley and Michael Barlow did a show on Triple M yep. absolutely teeing off at me. Will yeah. Schofield, grow up. Not funny. Yeah. Not funny. Yep. And I, I wrote a message to them straight away. I said, let me guess, fellas, you both fell for it. Yep. And you know what? They did. Gone. Mitch mm-hmm. Turner over at the 6PR. I worked with him at 6PR. He was, he was very fired up on Really? April Fool's Day. Yeah, he Very was good. stoked for me. A couple of people just retweeting stuff, speculating about who this player could be. Yeah. Oh, there was a, there, there, I put out a poll on the, in the eve of April Fool's saying who got got. Mm. Not a lot of truth being told there. There was 25% of the respondents of around 1,500 people that said that they got got. You're lying. I reckon you're lying to yourself. Yep. It was very fun. Enjoyed mm. doing it. Hopefully no one's feelings were hurt. Don't think they would have been. No. Are we... Do yeah. I mean, before I finish on it, yeah, okay. like, given all of that, mm. given that whole, we had spent three days planning the for ruse. a past player to return for their old club. Someone that really was never, like, I mean, I did my calf walking up the stairs six <laughs> weeks ago. So, for me Someone to play an Someone me saying, is Scoey actually returning? And I said, mate, I don't think he could play a game of table tennis right now. He's in that sort of... Two other clubs <laughs> did it. Richmond mm-hmm. did it with a friend of the family. A lot of friends of the family here at Back Chat, Matthew Richardson. 
I'm coming back. I'm returning. I was texting him saying, congratulations, I'm doing the same thing. It was quite funny. GWS did it with Shane Munford. Mm. You've put into the back chat text, hey, has everyone seen the Shane Munford? Hang on, let's let's backtrack. (laughs) Has everyone seen the Shane Munford thing? Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. How good, same as Scott. And Dan was like... truthful. Okay, keep going. Dan, Dan was like... Yeah, no, he's playing. He's playing for GWS. <laughs> you got got right. by another team doing the same gag as us. Okay. For in, okay, let me just tell the truth of that story. You you just, hammed that up big time, but what actually happened no, was somebody was like, oh, they also did it with Shane Mumford. And I just replied like, oh, I thought that was legit. That was wild. Because here's my defense. Like, I haven't paid a lot of attention to GWS. And I, I knew that, like, Mummy had been, like, retiring for the last six years. And I just... I was so focused on our own ruse that everything else was like, the yeah, I, I don't have the brain capacity right now. The like, exact same so ruse <laughs> got you. That's how focused you were on it. Yeah. Very it was good. a lot of effort. Hopefully you all enjoyed it, all for a bit of fun. Have a laugh. It's okay. You can have a laugh at yourself and other people. It's okay. I tell you what, that's falling out of the world at the moment. A bit. People are losing their sense of humour. That was funny. Don't care what you say. If you thought it wasn't, let us know. Yeah. And I'll tell you to piss off. <laughs> Back chat bets. Powered by Bluebet. Very good. We started very well. Our first multi, we absolutely cleaned Bluebet out. Now, again, this is not about making money. I want to make that clear. This is not about making money. This is about embarrassing Bluebet. Yeah, a bit of fun. bit of banter. bit of fun. bit of banter. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed Bluebet. Well, we took them for $11.50 four-leg multi in the first week and just went, <laughs> yep. we'll take that $5 all the way to the bank. Thank you very much, Bluebet. <laughs> Well, we tried to double up, and you know what we tried to do? We tried to pick a winning one. Yeah. We're going to reduce the odds. We're going to get... Jack Darling will kick a goal. Mm-hmm. He does. Thank Ding. you very much. Whose was that? Is that yours? That was mine. Lockie Schultz will kick a goal. Now, I was a bit suspect on this, but you know what? Lockie Schultz kicked a goal, Charlie. He kicked more than a goal. He kicked two goals. And he won the body Ross Glendening medal. Glendening Allen medal. Very proud of you. Why didn't you put that in there? Yeah. That would have been, that been, been a good money. one. Yeah. It would have been over. <laughs> Tick to Dan. Tick to Charlie. We put another one in. And that's the other thing. We did have to change the bet from what we discussed on the podcast because, quite frankly, West Coast and Fremantle don't even know who's fucking playing. I I literally almost got a game. I know it was April Fool's. I was very close to the list. I asked Adam Simpson on Fox Footy. He said you were just outside the 44. I'm not joking. Story of your career. (laughs) National TV. (laughs) Said Simo, did I almost get a game this week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, I, I digress. So we had to change it. Andrew Gaff, look, no Sheed, no Shuey, no Kelly, no Yo, no Schofield. Yep. Someone had to get touches. Andrew Gaff has 13 touches in the first quarter. We had him for 30 plus. It was like, oh. And I saw a couple of those were just back and forth. Like, that's it. Rack them up. It was, it was proper Andrew Gaff sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Finished with 26. Like, yeah. Genuinely, Andrew. Mm. Love you. And we're going to have you on the podcast one day. Yep. And this will be the first point. What the fuck were you doing in the last three, three quarters? <laughs> All right, so we missed that. So bet over. Yep. The last one we had was Andrew Brayshaw for 30. Jackson Nelson tagged him out of the game in the first half. Had six, seven disposals at halftime. Yeah. Captain of my fantasy team. So there was twofold. I was in big trouble all over the place. Dan texted me uh, at about quarter time. Yeah, I think he, he had said, two at quarter time. Yeah, he had two or something. Yeah. And he texted me. He said, can you tell Brayshaw to pull his head in? Yeah. It was so funny. I'm on Fox Footy doing boundary comments. And all I'm thinking about is the blue bet. Bet. And my fantasy team. I don't care about the game. I'm not even kidding. And so I'm just watching Brayshaw. And I see Jacko Nelson tagging him. I'm like, you motherfucker. Get away from him, Jacko. You're playing the game of your life. You've kept the best midfielder in the comp to seven touches in a half. 
And I was thinking, what would Simo do? Down at half time, need to open the game up, need to attack. And I just wished it into existence. Drop the tag, Simo. Yep. Drop it. And you know what he did? He dropped it. Andrew Brayshaw had 20 touches in the second half. Almost got us up. But he just missed out on the 30-plus bets. That's okay. We're so, close. So we missed it. We were close. We were close. No cigar. This right. week. Now, we hope this will stay the same. Watch our socials. We'll put a link up. <clears throat> Jump on board and give us a bit of bants on social. We'd love to just have a bit of fun with you. If, yeah, if you get on board, let us know. Love a little, maybe a little selfie video from the couch while we're sitting. Because this is an away game. We're going to focus on the West Coast Collingwood game. Mm-hmm. 2018 rematch. The Sherrod Wellingham Cup. The only man to play in both West Coast and Collingwood. Winning AF, grand no, finals. Not winning. No, oh. just grand final sides Shoot. in the history of the AFL. So Sherrod Wellingham last week. Tom Cole this week. I host the show. Dan's here too. I watched it. There you go. <laughs> Collingwood West Coast is the game we're focusing on. Now, I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. Jordan Degoe last week kicked one goal four. I'm going to go Jordan Degoe, two plus goals, so two or more. And the reason? I'm not playing. So he's, he's I mean, free reign. I mean, who, who else could stop him? <laughs> who knows, Charlie? So two plus for Jordan Degoe. That's okay. my little leg for a bit of bounce. Mm-hmm. And I will get right around that game day as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I might start pulling out. You can call me his father top, so... You know. <laughs> okay? All right. Okay. Dan, your side? Uh, Jermaine Jones. Like what I'm seeing from him this season. Not, I haven't liked a lot of West Coast. I like the ba- I like seeing the back of him, if you know what I mean. Number 31. There you go. He's, he's doing 31 proud. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I've been impressed. Yeah. So what do, you got, what do you got to do with him? I think he's due for a sneaky goal. Okay. Bit of crummage in the forward line, snap, goal. I think we're due for that. And just just to another the cap to 31 against Collingwood. All right. Bit of a goal. Anytime goal, Jermaine Jones into t- Jordan Ngoi, two plus goals because Scoey isn't out there. Charlie, what you got for us, big fella? I've been liking some of the new the debutantes this year. Uh, and one of them in my fantasy side, Collingwood player, Nick Dacos. Oh, you're on the Collingwood side of things. Yes, that I am. You wouldn't back in the West I, Coast I, player, I would couldn't. You? I couldn't. <laughs> my heart's telling me no. Okay. Uh, so I've got my Nick buddy. Dacos. Nick Dacos is the first year player. Yes. He's got a brother, Josh, player. playing. Yes, Josh. Uh, so I'm going Nick Dacos, 20 plus disposals. Okay. Good. I like that. He's on the. He's playing at a half back at the moment and just absolutely slopping up the. Tearing it up. Yeah, and I reckon against West Coast, it's a good bet. You know what our fourth is? West Coast to get it done at the line. <laughs> so we're hoping for a bit of. A little bit of action from Bluebet. Give us some points to play with. West Coast were very disappointing against Fremantle. They go to the MCG. The last game they won there, this is serious. I believe it's the 2018 Grand Final. Charlie, go on. double check that. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at that. I think it is. So I wouldn't be surprised. We think they can get close enough to challenge Collingwood at the line. So they'll get a bit of a points help. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the Bluebet bet. Back chat, Bluebet bet. Watch our socials. You'll see it. We'll update you. Have a bit of a look of it. Now, before we get to you, said it, we read it. Got a nice little new segment here. We've had Media Watch fighting around a bit, and we appreciate some people sending some stuff through, but I'd like to amalgamate Media Watch into something new. Mm-hmm. We've got a fine session to run. Great. We're going to do back chat fines. Before you, you do, okay. I've checked that quite quickly, and it is wrong. Perfect. Yeah. So, Sound, I, it sounded wrong. Oh, perfect. Uh, you won in round eight of 2021 against Hawthorne. Sure. Last year at the MCG. Yeah, that's what it's telling me. Round eight, Hawthorne uh, win for the Eagles. Yep. Does anyone even remember that game happening? I just thought they were in a bubble all last year. Does anyone remember that? Yep, 98 to 60. 
I do not remember that. I must have really switched off at the start of the, my first retirement year. <laughs> yeah. 15,000 people there. Oh, well, oh, there you go. Okay, big crowd. Okay, well, well, I was almost right, wasn't I, Charlie? That's yeah, there was a couple other wins, uh, but yeah. That's all right. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> Finds at Backchat. Now, this is important. Listen up. We want your contribution. Now, I'm going to run a fine session. I was fines master at West Coast for about six years, so hopefully I know what I'm doing. But I want your contribution. You've got to jump on the website, backchatpodcast.com.au. There'll be a nice little form there for you to fill out. If you see anything, if you hear anything, if you do anything, you want to find someone, a player, a media member, your mate, a mate for leaving the game early or something. Me, you want to find me, you want to find Dan, you want to find Charlie, you want to find Cat, you see them roaming back chat, you want to find them. Yep. This is your opportunity. So this is a way to call people out for a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to find some dollars. Now, whether or not you pay it, <laughs> up to you. We're not policing it. Yep. <laughs> but, but if you'd like to, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au, you can send us a direct debit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't exist, but I love that. So you can you send in your fines. But this week, I'm going to run our own internal one just to give you an idea of what I'm looking okay. for. Okay, Fines at Backchat. Oh, we also need a name for this segment too. So if you've got a nice little creative name or even a creative sponsor that wants to segment this bad boy, you can do that too. WA Police. <laughs> Very good. All right, first one's for Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie, this will be two bucks. Thanks, mate. Um, Charlie, for costing the Backchat bet with his insatiable love for Andy Brayshaw. Look. I loved him in the first week. Now I put it on. Forgot to tell you, there's no challenges to these fines, so you can just fucking take that. Dan, Dan for liking Phil Fishers more than he likes his children. (laughs) What's the the cost on that? That'll be two bucks. Cat, you're too nice, mate. You're so bloody nice. Cat, get some grunt in you. Two (laughs) dollars, thanks. Indy, Indy runs our socials. You're too bloody nice too. I I need to stop liking both of you. Like I do. Two dollars for you, Cat. Two dollars for Indy. Dan, for thinking it's acceptable to order a Philado fish at any point in time in his life. Sammy, yeah, you don't get a reply. Sammy, our graphics designer, for driving a Tesla. You're 24 years old, Sammy. Grow up. Actually, don't grow up. Act your age. Leave some for the rest of us, mate. Jesus Christ. 24 year olds driving a Tesla. Two bucks. Hey, uh, Will, for having, uh, that's me, Scoey for having. <laughs> Scope having his head on every media platform known to man, as my niece informed me during the week, and how she puts it, she's one of the young'uns, you're an attention whore, pull your head in. Thanks, Chloe, appreciate that. Uh, Kat, here's Five another bucks. one for you. Late for roaming Charlie, because you were at a bottomless lunch. Write a reply for that one. You were late for roaming Charlie, roaming back chat, even though Charlie's written, oh, I mean, I'm not meant to reveal my sources, but apparently you were late. No, I wasn't late. I was late for drinks with my dad at the Canfield. Okay. Charlie? Look, we were going to meet at the stadium, 3.30, uh, see if we could I'll maybe get some content before. But two, Okay, you know. two bucks for Kat and two bucks for Charlie for a shit fine. Charlie, treating <laughs> cables in this studio like he's constantly on mushrooms. <laughs> you get it? Tripping. Yeah, tripping. Very good. Get off the cables, Charlie. And <laughs> this is just recent, actually. This was happened just before we went on air. Charlie for thinking we had Virat Kohli on the podcast this week <laughs> no, no. because I said we had Kohli in the studio. You were very excited. I don't think I ever thought he was on the podcast. Uh, Charlie, like no I said, reply. no, 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 no Thank you very much. Yeah, there we enough. go. Back yep. chat finds. Uh, someone can tally that up and put it in a you know swear jar somewhere or something like that. Sure. But that can be made better by a bit of interaction from our fans, from our listeners. You see something, you know, you see some of these media types just running their mouths out in public. You send them through. You send them, we'll find them, baby. 
Talk, talk. Maybe just we just name the podcast. All right, you send it. We read it. We read it. Mm-mm. Time to come. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You send us an email. We will read it. Ben's email Reese goes grand final. It's another week, Benny. I'm sorry, mate. We, we we will find time. It's probably without a guest. We will. I, I will say that we will have podcasts without guests this year. Yeah. Just for different reasons, scheduling, people pulling out. When we have that, Ben, we're going to do a full breakdown of the 2018 grand final for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Matthew Symes. Uh, Doctor's Boundary. Doctor's Boundary. Good day, back chat. Congratulations, Will, on your boundary commentary on Sunday. I was impressed at your recovery from the Darcy slip-up. Great mm. commentary. Do you want me to tell you what he's talking about? Yes, please. Oh, this is from the week before, right? Yeah, I keep going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> so how does that all work? Do you walk into the ground 10 minutes before the game starts? Can you watch the crowds come in? Do they give you a warning before they're going across to you? Matthew Symes. So we're talking about uh, Fox footy, boundary riding. TV, yep. So it's pretty, yeah, it's actually quite interesting, I think. I mean, you can tell me if it's interesting or not. I'll tell you what happens and you say if it's interesting or not. Sure. Uh, you get there pretty early. Um, so for a 4.20 uh, start, I was doing comms checks at 3 o'clock, so about an hour and a half before you go on air. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got an earpiece in to speak to the producers back in Melbourne because they do all the producing out of Melbourne. They've got a commentary team back there as well. So on the weekend, we had Howie and Jordan Lewis. Um, and then we also had Adam Papalia and Matt Pavlich upstairs inside the commentary box. So they've got three areas. They've got up in the commentary box at Optus, me on the boundary, Melbourne bunker, effectively. Yep. And they produce out of Melbourne. So you've got all of that in your ear, feeding in. You've got uh, an interview microphone that's wireless that you do all the side interviews with. So we did um, Jamie Graham... Adam Simpson, any of the on-ground player interviews, you've got a wireless mic. You've got a comms mic, which is like... So you've got three microphones. So you've got a comms mic that you can talk to the producer. You see something out on the ground, someone get injured, uh, something in the crowd. Uh, hey, producer, can see this, and they go cut to it. And, they, and then you've got your on-air boundary mic mm-hmm. that you have to switch on and off. So if they mm. flip down to you, you can quite easily not switch it on and you're meant to be on air and you're not. Right. It relies solely on you flicking a switch. It's not on all the time. Big. You must, yeah, it's, it's a big time. Fine territory there. So when you, when you, when, <laughs> yeah, when, fine when you hear some dead space on air, it's because, the, and I didn't know this, it's because the boundary rider hasn't flicked it on. Yep. Right? So, yeah, you've got all that going on. But there's a bit of preparation. Sometimes they'll come to you straight away, but you know. The producer will be like, we're coming to you. And, and that really means like you've got about two seconds to figure out what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go, look, I can see Jackson Nelson tagging Andrew Brayshaw. Can I do a bit of, you know, uh, yep. you know I'm watching that. And they're like, yeah, we'll come down to your next boundary throw him. I'm going to come down to you, give us an update on how that tag's going. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's hard. Mm. It's a lot harder than this podcast because – you got to be tighter as well. There's no time to ramble. Yeah, you, you get you don't because get this. you're waiting. Base it's between play. Yeah. They're not letting you just call the game. Yeah, and you have to be right. No stuff ups. Mm-hmm. So the the Darcy slip up. Mm. I'm watching Luke Ryan because he's in my fantasy team, and I'm literally looking at my fantasy scores on the boundary line. And I'm listening. Oh, you got the commentary in your ear the whole time, yep. so you hear it. And if they do throw to you, you can quickly just you know make it up. But I'm watching Luke Ryan, Luke Dart. Sean Darcy, that this is how this is exactly how it yep. happens. Sean Darcy gets injured. Producer in my ear, we're coming to you right now. Update us on Darcy. 
one, I haven't seen – I didn't see the injury happen. I'm trying to see what happens. It's 100 metres away. He's holding his knee. And so I, and they come down to me, Will, what do you see? It's like live. Okay, button on. Oh, Luke Darcy. Luke, Luke Darcy. And I'm in my head going, his name's not fucking Luke Darcy. What the fuck's his name? Sean Darcy. As, uh, and I just was scattered and they came off. But then luckily they came back to me quite quickly. I took the absolute piss out of myself mm. for stuffing up. Just owned it. There's just not a lot of room for mistakes down there, Dan. There isn't. Michael Becker, you send it, we read it. Hi, Will, Dan, Charlie, and Kat. The list is getting longer. Long-time listener, first-time email writer. Okay, this is a long one, so bear with me. My brother wrote in a few weeks ago detailing our childhood rivalry. To set that record straight, I have chosen to only remember my glorious victories and block out any instances where he took the win. But I do take full credit for anything he has or will achieve in his sporting career. (laughs) He would have been nothing without me, helping him develop a thick skin and will to win. Hello, Andy in Sweden, and good luck for your uh, for the ultra marathon you're running this weekend. Ugh, ultra marathons just make me feel ill. Yeah, I know. That's Massive sad. respect to the people that can do those. Uh, moving on, great work getting Cameo on board as a sponsor. It's a great product. The highlight of my Christmas morning this year was a Cameo that my wife had arranged for me from Ben Cousins. Cousy. He told me that winning the 2006 Cup wouldn't have been the same without me there in the crowd, and I'm owning that. I'm that's sure a good message. I definitely meant it as well. I'm sure that you had a lot to do with it. Yes, um, for sure. Mick. Um, I was hoping that you could chat to your upcoming guests around crowd interactions. Obviously, it was great watching Buddy Kiki's 1,000th goal, but after a few minutes of him getting swamped and touched by thousands of unwashed Sydney ciders, I couldn't help but think about how annoying that would be. Okay, I actually had some crowd interaction with Scoey a few years back. I think it was 2009 or 10, and I was in Sydney visiting a mate. I haven't read this yet, so I'm excited. Okay, uh, We went along to the SCG to watch the Eagles versus Swans. That day did not go well for memory. The Eagles got done by about 60 points. But late in the game, Scully was having a rare set shot from the forward pocket directly in front of myself, my wife and my mate Laz, who were in the front row. We'd had a few beers and the game was basically over. So I thought I would give Scully some advice. (laughs) I piped and told him, uh, what you want to do here, mate, is kick it through the big sticks, which is (laughs) very solid advice, I might add. Um, he was no more than two feet away, so he definitely heard. Despite my superior coaching, he proceeded to kick across the face and out on the full. I remember this. As he jogged off, I stood up and yelled, Scoey, what did we just talk about? Scoey turned around and gave me a smile and a shrug. <laughs> just, not the, um, just not the Eagles day. Not much of an interaction, but after eight or nine beers, I enjoyed it and thought oh, it was quite hilarious. Um, I was quite the hilarious visiting fan. Hopefully there are some better fan interaction stories you and the guests can discuss. Well, let's ask. Let's make sure we ask Tommy Cole about that when he comes on soon. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll ask Coley because, I mean, you've heard my solar panel story down in yep. Tasmania. That was my favourite interaction. But I do remember that. As you were talking through, I was like, it was on the, you know, where Buddy kicked his thousandth? Yeah, yeah. Right that spot now. Uh, it was at the other end, um, the furthest away pocket from where we run out as West Coast players. And I was, it was a, it was a tight angle. I was tagging Adam Goods. Was it tighter than the dumb sheet angle? Getting a bath. It was similar. Similar. <laughs> and it was on the right side for a right footer. So yep. if you can think about the dom sheet goal on the left, instead of kicking it through the middle, it just kept sliding to the left out the full. didn't want to go to the check the side. The far side. No, see, a comment like that just makes you look stupid. A check side for a right footer on the right side, that's a snap. Bending, bending check, right. check side's like a banana, mate. Check side's a banana. So if I was on the side, don't look at me like you know <laughs> If I was a right footer, yeah, yeah. standing where Dom Sheed was, yep. I'd kick a check side. 
Yes, that's what I mean. All right, but so I you want didn't you didn't want to go the check side? That's what I was asking you. Instead of well, like I wouldn't because I was on the right side for a right footer. Okay, all right. Oh, you, the you place me the right side, not the go. right side. Sure. Oh God, not with a W. Silent W. <laughs> All right, Andrew Vitolins. What why does that name ring a bell? Um, no, I, I think yeah. emailed in before. I think. Yeah, yeah, I like the last name. Strong last name, Andrew. Thank you, parents. No subject. Grandparents. Could could chuck a subject in just for us to know, but not necessary. Uh, the weekend St Kilda Richmond fixture should prompt the discussion of which Victorian teams would most benefit by being a point of difference in the competition by capturing this late Sunday twilight market and making it their own. They could make it their domain, capturing an untapped supporter base and sponsorship opportunities. Alternatively, with 10 Victorian bases uh, sides, each club could play in two Sunday twilight fixtures throughout the 23-round season. The remaining three Sunday fixtures could be derbies in Queensland, New South Wales, South Australia and Western Australia. Kind regards, Andrew. I mean, there's a lot of work that's gone into that thought process. I basically, what I take out of it is asking, like, I think that Victorian teams should have the Sunday twilight fixture because at the moment it's Western Australian teams because of the, the way that the timings work. Mm-hmm. You can't do it the other way around. But Andrew's saying you can, and you definitely can. So you, you'd, uh, have, you'd have the West Coast game in the middle of the Sunday. or Yeah. You know. or like it, so it would be in, in Melbourne, it would be the 440 yeah, time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I think it would work. I, th- I think like, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne's a bigger footy city than Perth. Now, we get some great crowds, but you've got to remember you have 10 teams in Victoria. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of support. There's more supporters. In, you know, I think big opportunity there. Big opportunity. I like it, Andy. I like it. Last one, Dale. Um, Backline. Backline. There we go. Uh, gents, watching footy on TV is not always a guide to a player uh, – a guide to a player and makes me ponder the following question in regards to the work forwards do around packs. A lot of people bag Darling when he kicks one goal, but watching him live, he seems to be the player that takes one for the team and crashes packs, causing 50-50 contests. Is this the game plan? Um, would Kennedy have kicked so many without Darling? Scoey, what teams or players did you always know that you'd uh, be extremely sore after the game against? So should we go back to crashing the pack game plan? Uh, look, as as tall forwards for West Coast specifically, like they're required to not lose the context. You 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 got to halve or win it, and so if the ball comes down the line and you're that forward that's crashing that pack, yeah, crash the pack and try and mark it. Like Jack Darling's trying to mark every ball he goes for, same yep. as Josh Kennedy probably, but at the very least they're trying to not lose. You don't want to get outmarked. Yes. So yeah, Jack crashes packs, but I dare say Josh Kennedy crashed. Crashes packs. So the next question, would Kennedy have kicked so many without Darling? Uh, yes. I would actually flip that. I would say, would Darling have kicked so many without Kennedy? Yep. Uh, I mean, Kennedy's been the, lin- he's been the linchpin for the entire time they've been together. Jack Jack went to take over him in 2018 and got injured. And that he was on the trajectory to take over him. Mm-hmm. And they would have hoped the same for this year as well. But it hasn't happened, mm. clearly. And... Oh, I think Jack would say the same thing. He's been very lucky to play with Josh Kennedy. Any anyone, not not Jack Darling, because a- anyone in the history of the game to play alongside Josh Kennedy or Lance Franklin, a superstar, someone who's always getting the best defender to be the correct to be the Robin to a Batman like that. That's what you'd hope for. So, like Jack Darling would say, he would never have kicked as many. Josh would say the same. You know, Jack takes good defenders as well. So yep. them together is better than one of them by themselves. Yep. You like that? I love it. You know who's coming up next? 
TC. Virat Kohli. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Tom, so Cole. Like, Tom Cole. Tom Cole, Premiership player. Let's go. Okay, here we go. We don't do introductions on this show. So here he is, Tom Cole in the flesh. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. <laughs> do you like the intro? Yeah, doing well. Um, look, mate, we don't do intros because we know what you've done on the footy field. Yep, you've won a premiership for the West Coast Eagles. You've played, not, not 100, but you've played enough games for West Coast. Done a lot of good things on, on the football field. But the first question we ask every single guest is, we want to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. Look, you've done those things, it's great, but we don't really care. We're here to tell you we don't care. It's going to loosen you up a We've little bit. We've all played footy. <laughs> Kick a ball. Yeah, so Dan, so Dan, so Dan's done some things off the footy field. Scully's done yep. quite a few, actually. I've got some big talents. But what do you I've have? done quite a few as well. Unless, yeah. Anyways. You can't include temping bowling. What's your... <laughs> temping bowling? No, you actually impressive. can. You actually can. You actually yeah. can. You can include whatever you like. Yeah. Best bad. sporting <laughs> achievement, not on the football field. Uh, yeah, look, I wasn't a very multi-sport, multi-talented sports person. I'm surprised um, by that. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, except for footy, obviously. Um <laughs> He's a master of footy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably basketball. To be honest, that that was my other sport that I was respectable at. Um, yes. You would have seen me around the club like one of those blokes was more coordinated than some others. Like, uh, actually, like no, actually, I was just thinking. I was just like, no, I actually never seen you play well at basketball. No, you were good at basketball. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, beside like a few MVPs and that on in grand finals and whatnot, my my my, my, my favorite <laughs> achievement. Playing basketball, like the biggest high I had was, um, I hit a ga- uh, I hit two game winners, so to to win buzzer the game, beaters. yeah, buzzer beaters down by whatever one or two points to put us ahead, Very and good. my my favourite one was from half court, so yeah, amazing. Team scored with what five seconds left, quickly got the ball into me, a few dribbles up the court, and yeah, tossed it in from wow. half court. Very good, and it was yeah at, at the local Bendigo Stadium, and everyone around. Yeah, I mean that's me. a, uh, was it sort of like a bit of a fade away. Is it like you, you? The reason I ask is you. After I just told you about the microphone, Collie, this is how you did the. You did this yeah. Back here, I need you to stay up in the grill of like you'd be defending one on one, please. So yeah. it was a nice little fadeaway story. Spirit? Is it, what yeah, was that, your team called? That uh, that's the women's team. Yeah, the Bendigo right. Braves is the, oh, the males. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you have did you have aspirations to play any like like basketball? I did read something researching today. Actually. Triggered some memories. Did you do you want to play basketball? Yeah, I, I enjoy basketball yeah. way more than footy. Really? Such a better sport, so much better. Like the blokes playing NBA, even NBL. Like NBL is big now. I'd much rather do that, but I just wasn't good enough in the end. And yeah. I don't agree. Dan loves basketball. Mm. It's actually rem- rem- I am remembering something from 2018. Actually, um, you guys did a lot of practice at Bendat Basketball Stadium. Yeah. We used to do Monday, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah, because yeah, I worked at Bendat at the time when I was working at the Wildcats. And I used to watch you guys. Try, my office was like right on the window there watching. And you guys had a lot of basketball, like um, the shooting competitions at the end. Yeah. Um, we had to ban them because someone absolutely <laughs> ruined their ankle. Yeah. Jack Petrich. Yeah, Petr- I remember him watching him. He, used, he was very good. He's better he? than me. Someone yeah, destroyed their ankle playing and we had to stop playing <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, we, well, we recently got a basketball ring at the club. Where? At, in the shed. And oh. Bailey Williams, last year maybe, went up for a slam dunk and landed on, on his ankle. Yeah, missed landed six. on a ball? Landed on something. His ankle didn't, yeah, it wasn't a good landing. He missed what, six, seven weeks, so I they, think. So they taken that <laughs> No, down, no, it? it's still there. It's still Just there. no dunking. It's so, it creates too much fun. Boys need it. 
good. Just no dunking, yeah. Didn't that Nui get it in a bit of strife at dunking at a Wildcats game once? Right. Not only did he dunk, he like lined up he like jumped. 17 people in a row, <laughs> like a monster truck thing, and did yeah. a huge like launch from the three-point Michael Jordan style with a backflip. And yeah. he came into the club on the Monday, and he literally sat down the team meeting. It was like, Nick, what are you doing, mate? He's like... Well, I'm just dunking, like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I over-exaggerated a little bit, but it was quite a big dunk. Yeah, it's not about Nick, no. Yeah, He's not a friend of the family yet. Grew up in country town. You spent time in Warnable. Didn't know that about you. You did. Yeah, that was that was the second town I lived in. was born in Seymour. Really? Do you know where that is? Country Victoria. Yeah, Country Vic, yeah. yeah. Um, about an hour from Bendigo. Yeah. Um, yeah, moved to Warnable for three years. And then back to Bendigo. Running a hotel? Yeah, parents? yeah. Run, run, yeah, a motel. Motel Warnable, it was called. Wow. I don't know what the difference is, but yeah. How old were you when you, like, your parents were running a motel? Seven. Any, yeah. Can you remember anything from it? I just checking people yeah, in at the desk. Vivid memory. Yeah, like, I wasn't. I was. I used to clean rooms. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. They had to sell the motel for cleanliness <laughs> issues. Yeah. <laughs> but my sisters were genuinely, like, if you booked in there, you'd, you'd be dealing with, like, 15-year-old girls, like, my sister's. Wow. Checking you in, taking you to your room. Warnable is a country town. In, yeah. It's it's like a coastal coastal country town in Victoria. Yeah. Used to have uh, some people from the McTurner Footy Factory, Geelong. It was kind of the the catchment area for Geelong Falcons. Yeah. So you could have been a Geelong Falcon almost. Yeah, could have, yep. But you moved to Bendigo. <laughs> moved to Bendigo of all places. What's Bendigo like to grow up in? Uh, look, it's, it's pretty big, like 100,000 people there. Um, but not a lot to offer, like right in the middle of Victoria, so a bit of a desert. Um but yeah, like went to a good school. Um, is it, it's is a it big a town, so there's a, there is a there is a lot to do, but at the same time, there's nothing to do. Yeah, you know is it man? country? Yeah, country. Like two hours from Melbourne. Spoke to Sheeta about growing up in Kalgoorlie, who spoke about you know the the freedom that like city kids don't have. Like, did you feel like that growing up? Yeah, and we were we were 15 minutes out, so we had a bit of a uh, property. So we had like dune buggies, motorbikes. You know, I was. Mowing the lawn or riding mower take me three hours to do because you had such a big property, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. Um, so, and then I feel like that's the difference between us country boys and the and the metro boys. You notice that us country boys. Yeah, like Tom Barras, Scarborough. It's not really country, but we we deal it's not at all. You wouldn't actually know, but we we deal a lot with country people on this podcast because you would you you're a city kid, aren't you? Rangaroo. Don't know ten, ten minutes out of the city, yeah. yeah. Charlie, you're a city kid? Subiaco. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I bet Sammy is even further inside Subiaco. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. Subiaco squared. Kat, where did you grow up? What, 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 you a city girl or country girl? Um, I grew up near Warmbra. Warmbra? That's, yeah. that's a nice way of saying Rockingham. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, city, I like it. Country, okay, very good. Now, uh, Bendigo, growing up, you played Vic Country, um, so you had a bit of you had a bit of potential coming through footy. You yep. drafted at 36. 36, yeah. Did you think that footy was like, 36 isn't like, you're not a top 10 draft pick. You're also not, you know, scraping the barrel as a rookie. You're sort of in the middle. Yeah. Were you going to get drafted always? I was on the night. I was fairly confident I'd go. Yeah. Um, as you said, I wasn't going to go in the top ten. I wasn't. Didn't think I was going to be. I wasn't going to get picked. So I was confident I was going to go at some point. Um, so it could have could have been to anywhere. Like during the draft process, who did you speak to? Spoke to everyone. Who did you think you did? Yeah, you? Spoke to everyone. Did you think? Who did you think there was someone more likely than others? Uh, well, I was met. I got told by Port Adelaide, which was the next pick that they'd pick me. So I was the same. Thirty-seven. Really? Yeah. Port. Port. Port with fifty-one, and West Coast took me at fifty. Yeah. 
We could have both been Adelaide <laughs> together. <laughs> um, but I knew I didn't think I was staying in Victoria. Like I knew I just had a feeling I was going to leave. Really? Yeah. Okay with that? Yeah, fine. I was happy. happy with it? Happy, yeah, yeah. Like at at the time, I was a bit like. I don't know how I'm going to go here. Like, I've lived at home, bit of a mummy's boy. I'm the youngest of four. I've got three older sisters. So she um, never had a job. I never, she never made me get a job, gave me pocket money when I wanted. You know what I mean? So I was kind of, I was spoiled in, in a sense. So I was a bit nervous, but once how I got here, I was fine. How did your mum feel about you moving over, over east, or oh, over from the east to WA? Because I, because you, I remember, I think you said once that she wasn't keen on you leaving the state. Yeah, there was tears on the night, and I don't think they were tears of joy when, when, my, when my name got read out. Yes. Let's just put it that way, yeah. So, um, she, yeah, she was obviously happy for me, um, but at the same time, she like, was, in, in my first pr- year... She was proud of you. Yeah, she was proud. In my first year, she was over here a lot, like, <laughs> visiting once a month. Like, it was like I was at home anyway. Well, so. you're the only son in the family. You yes. have three sisters. Yeah. So, you're the, you're the... Were you the golden? Were you the golden child? The golden child, but I was a mistake. By the way, yeah, my dad had a my dad had a vasectomy. No, six months before Mum fell pregnant. To wow. me, so you're like immaculate you conception. Know, it's a miracle, not an accident. Yeah, yeah well, a, a, a good accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The immaculate best conception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, stuff. so I was a golden child for sure. Yeah, good. Um, seventy eight games so far. Yep, zero Brownlow votes. Yeah, you know, mate. How, did, how many Brownlow brown votes did you have? Uh, you just come talk to me when you want to talk about Brownlow votes, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're ready. I have one. <laughs> you have one? <laughs> one in 194. Was so I playing in the game or was nah, it early? No, nah, it was when I could run and bounce and carry and, you know, before get you took it, my get spot in front of the and doing all those things. Uh, yeah, Carlton um, at Telstra Dome or Etihad or Mar, whatever it is. Um, I reckon. I reckon they... Uh, there was a bit of a morphing of players. I reckon some things I did got morphed with someone else. The other Schofield? Yeah, yeah I kicked a goal. Had 18 disposals, kicked a goal. I know you'll be checking this right now, Charlie. Good game. Um, we, round 14, 2011. Yeah, Carlton were... It was the year Carlton were quite good um, that year. We played them in a final at the end of that year. And it was a big win for us, like in Melbourne against a good team, top four side. And, um, yeah, and, you know, you could say that I came close to winning the game, kicked a, you know, go-ahead goal in the third quarter, started raining at Telstra. It was raining at Telstra. Oh, well, you had the roof open. Yeah, roof open, <laughs> mate, and it was raining. <laughs> yeah, so, you, um, you were a bit of a highlight reel, like, early days. Uh, and, and you occasionally, it was great to see later in your career, like, once every five weeks would just pull it out. And it was good, like, great to see. Good to hear from someone yeah. else on this podcast. I'll, 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 I'll respect that, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you bloody what. It's good when you don't do anything <laughs> a long time, those little moments really stand out. Now, so. I think um, growing up, you're, your favourite player is a friend of the family, Dan. Mm. Matthew Richardson. You're a Richmond supporter. Richo being on back chat. Yeah, mate. Oh, Richo, mate. He gave me some great nights and some shockers too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're a Richmond fan growing up? Oh, yeah. Die hard, mate. Really? And like, die hard. Shocking periods to support them. And it was the same every year, you know, like the biggest builder. It was like it was like Carlton of the last 10 years. 50 like, years. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've got a good list this year. We're, we're going to make finals, this and that. And then we'd play on the Thursday night, first round of the year, and just get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I'd kick 10 one week, yeah. Yeah. negative five the next. Complain to the umpires every call the next week. <laughs> Loved him. I love hate relationship with me and Rich. If you're listening, Rich, mate. I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm absolutely Definitely. sure he is. Oh, yeah. So so he was your favourite player? Yeah. Keep it key forward. Just, so that would, that would have been like, so if he was your favourite player, it was like, 
Oh, you might be too young for like the... Because I was a Richmond fan growing up as well. Yeah. I was Geelong and I had this period of time where the girls across the road went for Richmond. So I got taken to a Richmond game. Yeah. And like, Matty Knights. No, I don't know Matty Knight. He's a coach at West Coast. I know. I, I, I didn't I didn't see Knight, Knight if I... Mate, he's a Richmond legend. Yeah, really? Your coach at your football club. <laughs> yeah, midfield right. coach. When, when did he retire? You... See, you, you <laughs> You see, like okay. Francis Watson with okay. buddy Scott Burns here, mate. Scott Burns, you play play football, mate. Oh yeah, shaky Sam. I see him next. Matty Knights, mate. He yeah. played for your great Richmond Tigers. Have a look at some of the games, Matty Knight. He was one of the all-time midfielders for the Mighty Tigers. Yeah, right. So Wayne Campbell is at GWS now. Um, the the Gale brothers. So current president Brendan Gale. Yep. He was a backman for Richmond. Jeez, you're young, mate. You're very young. Back when we were Joel Bowden days. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. See, so, no, yeah. yeah you're, you're too I'll young. Be, I'm a bit young. Now, yeah. we're going to start this one off before we get into the footy stuff with a few little drive bars, if that's all right. No, I did the same with Sheeta. I think it's appropriate for you too. Facial hair. Talk to me about your facial hair and, you know, some of the cycles you've gone through in your life. Um, you know, some have drawn comparison with perhaps maybe a Britney Spears in the way that... You know, when things aren't going great, you might, you know, shave it all off like Brittany did. You know, the ball Brittany. Um, Leave you know, Brittany alone. Get dropped, injured, off comes the mo. Is that how it goes? It's, a, it's good that Lily's told you this. Um, <laughs> I try not to expose I, I, you, Lily. I, um, it's fiance Lily. For yeah, yeah you could probably say at the time I don't think I'm in a in a bad state, but usually it's a, a time of crisis being dropped. This year when I hurt my ankle. God. Not straight away, but I was feeling a bit, you know, I'd had surgery, hadn't got off the couch for a while. I went and got a haircut and I was like, nah, the mo's got to go. I look ridiculous. It always gets to the point where I'm looking at myself in the mirror with the moustache and I'm like, what are you doing, mate? You know, <laughs> like, grow up. Like, you, you're 25, <laughs> mate. You look stupid. Shave it off. And then every time it comes off, Lily's like, what have you done? Like, what's happened? You look shocking. Um, when did it start? And so it comes back every time. comes back. It's when did it start? The, the 2018? The, the mo? Yeah, yeah, yeah twenty eight. It was that. That was when it got to a point where it was thick enough to be respectable. So I kept it. Yeah, yeah. And then I just, I, I've. That's why I'm trying to kind of get rid of it. But people keep telling me not to. So I think I'm just going to. Nah, keep you it. look yeah. ridiculous without one. Yeah. I mean, you, of, you would too. You, yeah. Well, you're sort of waiting for. Like, how are you with a full beard? Like, can you... Nah. Yeah, see, so nah. I went through that stage. I still am in that stage. Like, I was about to say... Where, no <laughs> where, like, where the moustache was the only thing you could do, so you, you push it. Yes, I'll probably... Yeah, very, very, right yeah, very wispy yeah. on the sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm, not growing a, I'm not growing a beard. When someone says that I have a beard, I, I laugh. It's not a beard. Uh, what is that? Bum fluff, I don't know. Uh, no, it's good. I, I, I like gonna, you both. Are you going to stick with it? What do you mean stick with it? I've been, I haven't shaved properly for... Years now, <laughs> yeah, man. Now, now we're gonna have to. This is gonna be one we're gonna have to sort of play through somehow. Um, I don't know if you want to see this again, but yeah, you know, growing up in Bendigo, you obviously got a fair bit of time on your hands. Christmas time comes around. Oh, God. I mean, talk, talk, talk us through. I showed Dan before uh, the show, um, and it's it made uh, me feel Ill. I'll show you a little bit of it so we can get a bit of a live reaction. Um, this is you and your sister. Is that right? What's, which sister is this? This is Darcy, my sister, yes. Right. <clears throat> One who's closest in age to me. I mean, can you talk... I mean, we'll probably have a little clip of this in the podcast as we're watching this along. Like, what, what, is, what exactly is going on? Uh, it's oh, Christmas time, the festive season, mm. obviously. Um, yeah. Santa Claus is coming to Santa town. Santa Claus is coming so. to town, so it's a good time for, for everyone, really. The, the, the festive I'll season's the best. It, I d- I can't, it makes me feel sick. I've said it to me. And, uh, yeah, we just made a video. We sent it to, to, the, to the family, and... Um, 
I'm very regretful that this this video got posted on YouTube. <laughs> it's still on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's you still on YouTube. Um, but look, it I, I can watch it a bit better these days. But my first month at the club, this got shown to all the boys, and well, it was it was one thing. of the worst days of my life. So <laughs> it was shown to the club by the fines master at the time, Will Schofield. So I don't it came, like he's looking at me. Well, so we just we just introduced today on Backchat Backchat fines. So I'm now the new fines master here at Backchat. So that video came across my desk, and hopefully you've all seen it. If you haven't, jump on socials, uh, backchat double underscore. Or don't. Um, (laughs) It is just, um, funnily enough, I told you about this. That got banned showing in five different countries. It's still got a ban in Guatemala, Germany. It's so offensive, they're banned. It's so it should be, too. I'm still fighting my sister for that. You need to see what we're talking about here, but... Is there an, an apology or that's just that's how it goes? No, nah, there's not an apology, mate. You've had nights out with me and you know that when I get in a groove on the D floor, I I can I can boogie. So, <laughs> Lucky Dan's an alcoholic and finish his drink. <laughs> yeah, I can boogie you on can. the dance floor. So, oh, and I've seen that. I, I grew up with, with three sisters and I kind of got made to do whatever. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have a choice a lot of the time. I, I got bullied. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay, so, so Lily, you've just been engaged to your fiance, Lily, beautiful Lily. Lily, yep. Um, first one of the first movie nights that you guys watched together with yeah. Lily's parents. Interesting one. I don't remember the movie, but it was it wasn't PG. It was, was it pornographic. It, there was there was pornographic scenes in it, and it was. <laughs> it so would, you've gone around to Lily's it, it, house. Is yeah. it? Did you bring the DVD? Did we you? would have been dating for oh, maybe a month. And how how old were you? 17. Okay. She yep. said 14. Maybe 16 then. <laughs> and we started watching this movie with her parents, Frank and Emma, lovely, lovely people. Yes. And like within the first five minutes of the of this movie, there was, there was pornographic uh, images and scenes. <laughs> and we all started looking around at each other as if to say, like, come on, like, let's turn this off. And instead of doing that, which any normal person would have done, we proceeded to sit there for however long that movie went. It felt like four days and sit there in in silence. No one made any emotion towards – if something was funny, there was no emotion. It was just silence and it was one of those awkward times in my life. But it was a bit of an icebreaker for for me and Lily's parents. Obviously went well. Obviously went well. It's gone along nicely. I wonder what movie this is. Not that I can watch it, but just to see what it's like. No, I'd have to ask Emma, yeah. Are you an ABBA fan? Yes, you like it. You're not a closet ABBA fan. You're you're out in the open ABBA fan. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean you love it. Yeah, I love ABBA. Yeah. You love ABBA. Yeah. Favorite song? Uh, I, I'm shocking with the names yeah. of songs, but if, if I, what's if that it, one that you, yeah. you played? Uh, play? Wasting your emotion. You know that one. <laughs> Lay all your love. We do love. Lay all your love on me. Yeah, that's it. Yes, uh, I don't like them. You don't like ABBA? No, that's not like a big deal. People don't like ABBA. That's that's a big deal. It's not a big deal. Cat's shocked. Cat's shocked. She's not on mic, but she's shocked. What's happening? You're right. You okay. It's they're bad songs. Oh. Every time, every time, fun song. Oh, <laughs> boo. I, don't boo me. You're not right. Fun. <laughs> Comes yeah. on at a wedding, and people are like, oh, okay, I guess I'll have to dance for this. Oh, yeah. and, and Dan, you can't Dan, tell me the dancing Dan's out the back, flashing his badge with a fumble. Eh? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No more of enjoying yourself at a wedding. <laughs> no one on the dance floor. I can literally see you up the back as well. Ride your electric oh, scooter up the back just with Having a badge. Having a filet fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, you want to mention filet fishes? I will ask this one before we get into some serious stuff. Phil, are they filet? Is that what they're called? Filet fish. 
Filet of fish depends how fancy you're feeling. Filet of fish. Do you? Would you? Do you? Is that is that in your repertoire of orders from McDonald's? Eating it before would wouldn't. I'd Please give one. us a review. Oh, how, how was it? Do you know what? I yeah. This is the one time I had a fillet of fish was after the B and F, twenty twenty. Your your last B and F, and I got food poisoning. And was no. This is the truth. I got food poisoning. <laughs> I don't know. If it was from the. Fill oh, of you fish. fucking know, mate. I don't know, but, Try, it, no, 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 but it, it was it was the, one of the first times I'd had it. I hadn't had it. I don't have them regularly. And I had food poisoning. And we had another day booked at Crown. Lily's out in the pool in the morning. I'm crawled up in the toilet in the Crown toilet, throwing up for okay. like what six you, hours. What do you have to say about that? The, so the, that the, the, the like, first and last time he's had a fill of fish. So yeah. after BNF. Yes. Okay. Who? Hands up who hasn't claimed they've had food poisoning after a big night. Like, sh- I, don't, I don't blame the food. Look, I've got to come to Tom's defences here. He's had a few big nights in his life. He doesn't end up on the floor in the toilet for six hours. I've had yeah. countless fillet of fish and I've never ended up on the floor. Yeah. I always hold it. I, I, if I, I will never throw up. I'll hold it in. And I, I couldn't physically stop myself here. And, 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 and the only conclusion I could come to was because of the fillet of fish. Well, there you go. That'll lead the show with the socials this week. I couldn't physically stop myself from throwing up. It's a good burger, mate. <laughs> now, uh, again, last one from me. You're a good runner. Decent. No, you're a good runner. You're yep. one of the best runners at West Coast and a big part of West Coast um, uh, fitness regime and testing policy of 2K time trials. Was there was there once a time where you tried to perhaps over-prepare a little bit and get yourself, uh, you know, uh, you, you maybe had a headache or something and perhaps tried to go well in a 2K time trial? I, uh, can, you talk, can you tell this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can tell. Yeah, yeah. well, big, one of the biggest days in pre-season. You, know, yeah. you want to set a good time, make the coaches happy, so... As you do before a game, you take two Panadols and two Advils. takes the edge off all the little sore spots. Do you know about this? Two Panadol, two Advils. Just Secret recipe. It just a nice little... But how, how often? <laughs> like, is this every game? Yeah, I was yeah. on that program for the last part of my career, yep. It's just like you get a sore back. You, like, wake up with a sore back. Just that ache and pain. Two Advils, two Panadols for the game does it. You're fine. So okay. you've done that for the 2K time trial. So, so I've tried to do that for the 2K time trial. <clears throat> Taking the two Advils, they're obviously little green yeah. uh, capsule, so taking them. And then thought I'd taken two Panadols, but I'd uh, popped two Endones, which were... <laughs> From the previous pre-season surgery, which is a high-end yes. painkiller. And once I've realised this, I've started looking up the symptoms of Endones, obviously drowsiness 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 like obviously took away all my pain like I wanted it to with the Panadol but <laughs> couldn't like, feel your legs yeah couldn't feel my legs um, cr- like bad anxiety on the way there I was trying to make myself throw up and as I t- said before I can't throw up so I was trying to make should myself should have got yourself a fish <laughs> yeah should have couldn't uh, didn't want to tell the doc because I was like he was looking at me going like why is this like popping endones the day of a 2k but so I um, yeah I was laying down at the track like Feeling shocking, like a bit dizzy. Like had to t- have a moment to myself like, in the toilets and then come back out and um, yeah, ran five laps of the ass track and couldn't feel a thing in my body. And I think I ran a PB that day. So <laughs> I can tell you there, like two code days, you have surgery. So Tom's, you had surgery on your yes. ankle, yep. sitting here with your moon boot on at the moment. You get. A strip of codeine to help you sleep at night and to, well, to yep. get you through the day, not help you sleep at night. You need to take them to survive, yeah. basically. Yep. 
but you always probably end up with a you know a strip of of you might have two left over or whatever, yeah. and they just sit there in your medicine cabinet. So I can see how it's happening. They look exactly like panel. That's why I was like, perfect, bang, bang, quick, I need to get this in. It's just not the sort of preparation you want before a 2K time trial because you're anxiety-ridden to start with. You've just spent a whole pre-season of probably not training when you should have and then you've ramped it up late to try and get yourself back on track. You're good to go. You're ready to you know, fire. A couple of Panadols will just get that you know nice feeling. To drop codeines, like if you drop codeines when you've had surgery, it'll put you asleep. Yeah. Mm. So to do that before you're meant to be at your peak physical condition at a 2K time trial. The worst part about that to, that day is to, after 2Ks now, we go into a full training session. So we've gone back to the club, done a full training session, then we've had meetings or whatever. I'm sitting there all day like, just get me home. Like <laughs> I need to get out of this place. Like, <laughs> But yeah, I won't be doing that again, that's for sure. So, um, so okay, so you get drafted at the end of 2015, um, just played in a grand final, the club. And then 2016, 2017, you play six games. How was that period of your career? Is it is it hard to get a game in that? You know, it's a it's a good team. The 2015's <clears throat> grand final team. Is that how it was? Were you developing? Were you ready? How does that first couple of years play out for you? Um, I was definitely developing. Um, I played some good waffle footy early, and the and um, Simo liked me, so he gave me a chance in my first year when the, we had a very good team. I took injuries to get me in for a couple of games. Um, and I probably got a bit ahead of myself because I re-signed a deal um, when I was 18, thinking, how good's this? Um, and then I just probably wasn't, in 2017, I just probably wasn't serious enough about my footy. You know how it is. And um, it took me it took me that season to have a very inconsistent season, play four games and not really do a whole lot with a, with a bit of expectation, um, myself and from the club. And then at the end of that year, Simo kind of, Gave me a bit of a rocket, and that put me steered me in the right direction to sort my sort my footy out and um, get fit and do everything that I was that an AFL player should be doing to um to play good footy. But yeah, the first two years were a massive learning curve. I I um I didn't quite get it right, but it was a it was what I needed, and um it's it steered me in the right path in the end because I learned a lot of lessons from it. That's for sure. Do you like? Do you reckon it was because you just didn't know? Like you come onto a list, you come into a successful side, you have half a good season, and then you just like, well, just keep happening. Like, yeah, you don't know what you need to do to be a. Yeah, I just expected everything to happen for me. Yeah, and then it it obviously didn't, and then it, uh, that's what it took for me to um, to kind of uh, take things into my own hands and um, my, my own career into my own control, and just um, you know do what I had to do to become a better AFL player because I knew I had the capabilities, but I just wasn't – I really wasn't giving it a crack like I should have been. So Simo gave you a, a cook? A yeah, cook. good one. What sort of things did he say to you? <laughs> Some that I probably can't repeat, but yeah. it was um, it was at the end of 2017. The boys were playing finals and we were back in Perth, the boys who weren't playing. And um, we went out and had a few beers when we weren't supposed to and – when the boys lost their last final, he basically pulled me and a couple of others into the office, into his office, and said, "Look, you're, you're this close to making it. You're this close to just not being on our list anymore. So it's it's your, it's up to you if you want to make. It. I don't, I don't care. Like it's not my career. Like figure it out. And um, yeah, that's what I needed. And then yeah, so he put it on, he put it on you and and the young guys. Yeah, that's 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 a simo trait, and it's a good one. Mm. It's like you know, you can either make something of yourself. And do it yourself, or you can just 
Because he's not much of a sprayer, is he? He's more like nah. He's, he's more disappointed. Yeah, in he was very yeah, disappointed. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably what got me the most. Like I had I had a couple of sprays from him, um, footy wise. But when he said that, I was like, geez, I need to sort myself. So out. how old are you there though? Nineteen. You, yeah. I don't know what I was doing at nineteen, but what were you doing when you were nineteen? <laughs> no idea. Can't remember. <coughs> Pissing. Long in the time wind, ago, probably. <laughs> Probably not taking, not, not, not taking on the, five for eighteen. Not on the verge of a of an AFL list. So then, what what did you change? Like at that time, then what were you like? Okay, what have I got to? What did you do? Well, as Scoey said before, I'm, I was a good runner, and in those first couple of years, I was unfit. I was overweight. Like all this, all the things that you just need to have right um, to be a good footy player. I didn't skin folds, fitness, strength, and I got all that right. And then once I got that right, it just gave me confidence to. For everything else to go right and it just put me in a good spot um, to play good footy and then I was lucky enough to to play some footy in 2018 and keep my spot for most of the year which was nice. So 2018 um, hopefully you're okay talking about this mate you just pull me up if you're not hopefully we can talk to each other about it a bit but 2018 didn't start the way anyone would have liked you lost your old man Russell um, so you're 20 years old uh, living on the other side of the country um, you've come off two years of maybe not doing what you want to do at the footy club and Simo's giving you a cook at the end of the year and, you know, you lose lose your old man. How do you reflect it, you know, the start of 2018? How do you reflect on that now, you know, given where, you know, fuck, it's gone quick, hasn't it? Like we're four or five yeah. years down the track. It feels like it was yesterday, really. Yeah. Um, in a way, like, as much as death sucks, it taught me a lot of good lessons. Um, and at the time, I was in a really good space with footy, so I was in a good headspace and then um, old man passed away and it kind of, I think if I hadn't committed to my footy so much and um, got in got in such good habits with footy and really was so determined to make something in my football career, it would have rocked me a lot more. If I was if it was the year before, it would have been completely different. Mm. Um, but it taught me a lot of good lessons. Um, just about cherishing every moment that I had, like with the boys around the footy club, with my family. Um, and I just... I never got since since Dad's passed. Away, I've never really got caught up in what's happened in the past or what's coming. You know, I kind of just live in the moment because um, being what twenty years old and watching your old man pass away is pretty um, confronting. And um, yeah, it just taught me to to cherish every moment because I felt like I hadn't before that. So um, yeah. It, it was it was a sh- as much as it was a shocking thing and death is never good. It, it it actually taught me a lot of lessons and helped me a lot that year. I think and the and the footy club, the environment that you were in at the time, you know, being, you know, so similar thing happened to me. I think I was twenty two. Dad passed away quite suddenly, and the footy club environment. Um, we spoke to Tom Hawkins on this podcast, so he lost his mum um, to cancer um, midway through his career. And we both spoke about it. I'm wondering if you felt the same thing, that the footy club environment, because it's so ruthless and it's so week to week and it's so onto the next contest, you know, <clears throat> at times you may not deal with things probably as you should, but also it's a good environment to be in to help you not move on but keep going. Is that... Yeah, 100%. And my best thing about that was my family were like, I was in Bendigo, for maybe a month and they were like you got to get back like you're sitting around here doing nothing and I was a bit like oh I felt felt a bit bad but they were like no get back and I got back and that's that was the best thing it was like well 
they don't like not the footy club doesn't care, but like they've got bigger things to deal with. Like we got a season of footy to play, so it was like right. I'm just kind of back to where I left off, you know, mm. which was good. And then I played a couple of games and got back into that groove of footy, and it kind of made me move on from um, from the whole situation. And then once I started playing good footy again, it was yeah, it was that as you said, it was the best thing for me to just get back into Simo, it. Simo. Um Simo came and visited your old man before he passed away, didn't he? Yeah. I read that today. I didn't never knew that. Yeah, there was a crew that um, crew of them: Serge, Easy, Mallon, um, Simo, and maybe Voz come down. But yeah, Simo come to Bendigo to visit Dad for maybe f- half an hour. Like good of him. Like he had like some AFL uh, commitment in Melbourne, so I drove down to Bendigo two hours, saw my old man for half an hour, um, and told him because Dad was. On his yeah last few days before he passed, he told him that I was going to play him round one, um, and that was yeah that was probably like the last time Dad could comprehend a, what Simo was saying and could respond to him was like the last time he basically smiled you know so it was pretty special yeah and it was good of Simo yeah um, yeah so that did was, you play round one no nah, well, I didn't get back because no. I was still in Bendigo but yeah ended up um, coming back but a few weeks later the, that'll be the last thing you oh man fucking remember yeah, so that was that was pretty good by Simo. yeah I. I I read it today and I texted Simo. Um, didn't know, didn't know that it happened and um, yeah, I just yeah I thought that was pretty special, right? I mean, yeah, I mean the other thing is like you've had a, a lot of female influence in your life as well. Moving on from that, like yeah, Mum Donna, three sisters, fiance Lily. Like you're surrounded by powerful women. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It shaped the man you are, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it has. Um, They've taught me very good values, especially how to treat women. You know, like mum has always been big on that. Um, and, and yeah, it just I've never got ahead of myself with my, my three sisters and, and especially Lily and mum. Like, they keep me in my place, which is good. It's what I need. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can't thank them enough. So you've gone from your first two years, right? Your first year you played two games. The second, second year you played four games. Um, start of 2018, we just spoke about it. It was, um, you know, a pretty tumultuous time. And it was same for me. I was, I was, I played that round one, and then my best mate got hit by a car, uh, sorry, hit by a, a truck cycling, and and he passed away. So I was kind of on a similar journey to you that year in terms of my mental space, um, and yeah, I reflected on that a little bit today. Like I played round one, uh, buddy kicked eight, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> reflected on that over the last year. That was a good one to miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I sort of was out of the team for that first year. You know, I don't think I came back until round ten. You came back in round five, and you didn't miss a game, no, including yeah. the flat. Yeah. So you played every game after playing two, four, and then so there must have been a, a light switch. Like a yeah, that's crazy. Just from. That does, that does, that's not very common. Like people yeah. don't make that jump like that. Yeah, well, as I said, like with my, my preparation, I was, I was physically prepared to play AFL footy a lot more. Um, and then I think, as you probably know too, something just switches mentally and it's like you kind of just think like almost like fuck it. Yeah. I, I can do this now. Like why, why am I stressing about it? Like I, can, I know I can do it. I'm good enough to do it. And... Is it like confidence or something? Yeah, well, yeah, confidence too. Like, and because I had the confidence in my in my body, which I hadn't previously had, to just to be able to be an AFL player. Um, and then it was just the attitude of like, I'm good enough to do this. Let's do it. Um, played a bit more free of mind, and then yeah, just played played a couple of good games early, and then Simo backed me in, and then I just held my spot, which was good. Rising, rising star nomination. 
Yeah. Yes. I didn't Did know you play that, that game against no. North? We lost. I always play good when we lose. That's when I always <laughs> play good, eh? Like my, my better games. But yeah, yeah, got a rising star on. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Surprising. I mean, at 21 in my third year. I mean, like your, your, your footy career in general, I read some stuff from your junior coach back in the day as well, and it's, it's well summarized. And you said before, like, you're a jack of all trades, master of none. I actually think that's a good description of you as a footy player because you're unremarkable, and that's not a bad thing. You know, people don't say, oh, he's got a great mark, or he's got a yeah, great yeah. kick, or he's a high speed runner, or, but people also don't say you're a shit mark yeah, or a shit kick yeah, or yeah. a. Shit, there's not really anything that people can say. You sort of don't want to be talked about. Yeah. If they're not talking about you, then you'd obviously... Uh, unremarkable sounds like a bad way to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it does. I like it. No, I like it. It's a good way to describe it because you play your role, your your best game and your worst game, there's there's not a lot of difference. Like, And again, yeah. like... <laughs> You may not, you may not get that brown low vote. Yeah, I know. I want, I want one though. I want you to. Yeah, I want one. So like, yeah, I just you know that 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 year to be able to put that together from you know coming into the team and then not missing a game for twenty games effectively, like it's an incredible achievement. So we we go through that year, you know, it's a it's a good year. Get to a prelim, um, we spank Melbourne, right? Now, again, this I found out a few things today, Dan. Now this is like tingly sort of stuff. So we play Melbourne, beat them by 66 points after what we've just spoken about. Um, what's your tattoo on your wrist? 66. It's my old man, Russ. Yeah, he, he played footy uh, for Seymour, uh, country footy, and started in the twos. And twos players get the shocking numbers, high numbers, 66. Oh, yeah. And, um, That's great. Fairly fitting on the back of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old wrinkly, hasn't been washed sort of jumper. Um, and then once he got into the ones uh, – like, just didn't want to change numbers. So, was yeah, he a like, backman by any chance? Yeah, like yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Like but he should, like, literally. 66. No, it just, like, gets up, like, I'm not changing numbers. Like, why would I, why would I upgrade <laughs> yeah. my number? Has no. the longest suspension in the history of the GVFL. 16 weeks. <laughs> he was a fighter. Like, <laughs> King hit someone. Oh, oh, but, like, back then. Yeah, yeah, no. And back then, it was, like, my word against yours. So, it was, like, some copper's son. And yeah, he got 16 weeks suspension. Okay. But, yeah, he was, like, tough backman um, and wore number. 66 and yeah ironically that day we we so beat we, melbourne by 66 points in the prelim we beat melbourne by 66 points he's got a tattoo on his wrist 66 it's his dad number to get us into a grand final if you don't have tingles here and that yeah. like that is that is divine intervention of some description mm. that's Love nuts it. like crazy so we win that prelim clearly a good game like it was pretty fun to play incredible game. <laughs> best game ever it, was, it doesn't do anything yeah i know it was nice <laughs> i can't remember it at all but i just remember doing nothing yeah you are you someone that remembers games is nah it's just shocking memory of games yeah same oh, i guess this podcast is gonna be good over there <laughs> <laughs> you remember this like no nah, not really sharon was the same last week he was like no i don't really remember that first game no nah, i don't really remember that. i think footy's taught me to just like f- move on so i kind of just try to forget about games whether they're good or bad you know what i mean yeah true so it's like oh, i don't don't, don't matter. Also, hopefully you have some memories of the grand final. A few more, yeah. Few, so, okay, few, so we win that prelim. What's the week like? Are you the youngest in the grand final team? Venice. Yeah, I was, so, yeah, just, yeah. I was just a year so old. Second, second, second yeah. youngest. Yeah. So what's it like as a 20-year-old going through grand final week in your third year of AFL? Yeah, incredible. Like, <laughs> I felt like I was in a movie, you know, like, and you boys were talking about it because you've done it before. Like, you were like, on, on Monday there's going to be 30,000 people at, Walk jog and I was like, no, there's not. They like rock up to the club. We're running laps of the oval and there's thirty thousand people there and we're signing autographs for forty five minutes. I'm like, wow, this is gonna be a big week. But um, yeah, um, like 
from what we spoke about in our meetings about like just accepting it and getting on with it, like it kind of went went pretty quick. And I just tried to take the lead of like the senior players most of the time and for most of that year. So I kind of just went through um, all all chill. But it was it was. It was um, pretty surreal. Like do, do you remember parade. specific advice around the grand final week? Because, because <clears throat> like in uh, in twenty fifteen, um, we had a few guys that had played in grand finals. So Sharon had played in one, Sam Butler had played in one, um, maybe a couple of other guys. And I don't really remember a lot of, lot of advice. And that's not on those guys. Like they've both sat here as well. But <clears throat> twenty eighteen, I think we tried to make a point of like speaking to people that hadn't played in the grand final to kind of, yeah, you know, embrace and, you know, accept what was going on during the week. I remember Kenner's doing a speech. Do you remember? Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Josh Kennedy did a speech in front of yep. the group. Basically, um, accept the week. Mm. You know, embrace what's going on, but just accept it. Know what's happening, but we're here to win a game of football. What was it? He, what was it? Because he was a senior player and he, and he was... He was uh, he, he, he played poorly in 2015. He, he was held well yep. by James Frawley and he didn't contribute to the team like he would have usually wanted to. So he was hell-bent on performing for the team. And, and he, you know, older player, you want yep. to win more than younger players. I remember it was purely just about play your role. We're there to win a game and we're there to go win a game and get home. Like, don't worry about anything else around it. We just need to win the game of footy and get home. That's all we're there for. Being a Victorian, we're, we're, we're tickets, ticket. Requests coming left, right, and centre at all? Yeah, that was a bit. Of, I, now I'm now I'm starting to have memories. Yeah, that was annoying. Hey, um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I dished that off to Lily. But yeah, there was. I had all my close mates there, my family, and I ended up seeing them when I was running a lap of um, at the end, which was awesome. So, do you remember the grand final parade? Who did you sit next to? I was with Duggo. Uh, vaguely, I remember seeing my like just looking for my family the whole time. That was my whole like one goal, just to like find them in the crowd and found them. That was yeah. All the how, photos are you just scaring? Yeah, <laughs> squinted eyes. How did you wake up day of the game? How did you, how, how can you remember driving to the game nervous? Can you remember getting there going holy shit? Or can you just does it feel like another game to you? I get I get very nervous before games. So yeah. and I start on the bench every game. So I remember. Tell us about I both I of those things. I don't remember the bus ride or pre-game or anything, but um, yeah. So I start on the bench every every game, and um, I get quite nervous. And it was me, Dom, Vards, and Venners, and we're usually in a normal game. It's like Dom's watching something on the laptop about stoppages. Um, I'm on the phone to Pratty just getting a message but we were all just sitting there in silence like like biting our nails just waiting for our name to get called to go on and it was like one of the most nervous I've ever been to run to a field really yeah. and because we they kicked a few goals you're like watching the game and you're like nah, I can't do this eh? so, <laughs> that looks too hard so I know I know I know leading we're about to do something else but given that fact most nervous you've been coming onto a field I mean, you had a moment in the first quarter. That's your Instagram profile, so I'm not just bringing this up out of nowhere. <laughs> do you think that had something to do with it? I mean, given the fact you're sitting there so nervous, you come on, ball gets kicked into the forward 50, and you've played every game that year that you could have, and you're consistent, and you don't make mistakes. That's what Tom Cole's in the team for. That's actually why you're there. You drop a mark, James Stevenson breathing down your neck, runs past, kicks a goal. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, moment. yeah, it probably could have played a factor. I don't. No, you never know, but I it, feel like it, it probably could. You haven't reflected on because this, I, I was, I was very, I was very, and I do get nervous before games, especially because I stay on the bench. And when the game like is real quick, and I'm watching, I'm like, oh, God, that looks hard. But so yeah, on they reflection, it, it, yeah, it probably, um, 
It probably did. But the worst part about it was I read the flight of the ball so much better than him. Like, yeah. read the cues of the ball. He was he was three metres from me, and it was like just a simple a simple chess mark. So that was the annoying part. Um, but I quickly got on with it because I think it was you and um, Bunger basically just come up and said, don't worry about it. Like, nothing. Oh, no, uh, nothing to just don't worry about it. Who cares? Get on with it. And that was all I needed. And so it's a grand final day. You know, there's no point dwelling on on things so does that surprise you like like uh, like i know him and i know how his mind works and i kind of know how he operates so i don't sit here and be like oh my god but i feel like as a fan like someone listening that hasn't perhaps played at the level like you know hearing someone in a grand final like the biggest moment of their career they just dropped a mark and someone sprinted past kick a goal that you wouldn't dwell on it, like that it wouldn't be in your mind just oh, going fuck, 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 fuck my life. Yeah, this I mean, is it'd be, I, I feel like it'd be hard to get that, especially being young. And you know, first grand final would be a lot, a lot of thoughts going through. And I do, I do remember you. And I've watched the replay before you running up to him and and giving him. Just I would have said about three pat, words, I reckon. And then yeah, running exactly. on yeah. and. Yeah. When the game started getting close at the end, I was like, gee, if we lose by under a goal here. Like, really? I'm going to be pretty flat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bunga gave away three goals, I reckon, in that first yeah. quarter. He was spraying kicks and missing targets. And, and JD dropped that mark. Oh, that's yeah. forwards v backs, eh? Drop a mark. He was all just good. looking at, we spoke about with Sheeta. He was just looking after Sheeta to make sure Sheeta kicks the, uh, the yeah. winning goal. <laughs> Jack Darling kicks that goal. We win by 11 points, and no one even remembers Sheeta. Like, who cares? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jack. Um,. I think it's time, Dan. Yeah. You want to roll this out? Yeah, we're going to do... preparation going into this? No, oh, gosh. All right, we're going to do... the rest of this show. We're going to do a little uh, 2018 quiz. So he doesn't know the questions, so this is fair fight. This is me, you. Yep. Apparently, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know anything about yeah. it. This is Dan so and Charlie's it's baby. Some, it's some grand final. It's also um, just some general... General things about you guys playing together. I feel okay. confident about this, given Collie's just said he doesn't remember any games yeah. he's ever played in. So the first one might I, it probably sound. I don't either. If it's fair, it yeah. might sound easier than it is, and we got to make this quick because we've got a bit to get through. But first question, oh, and you're going to take it in turns. Sorry. Oh, so you're we're holding you up, are we? No, I just don't want this to take twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Um, going to take it in turns. We're going to knock off every player on the list from 2018 Grand Final. Oh, so the twenty the twenty two. I'm more I'm more interested the first to one see. To stuff up. Um, yeah, first one that, to stuff up. That should up. be it, right? I'm more interested in in seeing who's the last, like who's the last forgotten yeah, okay. person. All right, so what you you can start. All right, so I'm going through every player. We're going we're one at a time. All right, Liam. No, no. Uh, so what sorry, are, we are we going back and forth? Yeah, back and forth. So Liam Ryan. No, hang on. Let him finish his Liam fucking Ryan. sentence. Yeah, yeah. There's two Liams in the scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll go with uh, Tom Cole. Okay, um, okay. I, I'm I'm marking him off here. So yeah, here yep. you go. Will Schofield. All right, yeah, Will Schofield got that one. Liam yep. Duggan, Tom Barras. Okay, Liam Duggan. I, mean, I feel like okay. Tom Barras. Do you remember like, McGovern? Hang on a sec, Liam Duggan. I, I just want to make sure no one double ups or gets something yeah, wrong. I'm marking them off as well. Yeah. yeah okay. You, you All right, just Barass. listen. All right, you yep. Just listen because this is ruining. Who said Because he's given more time. He said Barras. You said Duggan. I said McGovern. Okay, McGovern, yep. I said Hearn. Hearn? I've gone through all the packs. Jetta. Okay. Wait, did you say Duggo? Yeah. Oh, um, Hutch. I don't know, I was thinking of him. Maston. Vardy. Yep. Yo. Yep. Lysett. Yep. Shuey. Yep. Redden. Mm-hmm. Kennedy. Yep. Cripps. Check. Darling. Check. Rioli. Yep. 
lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, I've got one more. Uh, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, Venables. No, you set him straight up, didn't you? Did you say Venables? No, I said oh, Venables. No, no, yeah, Venables. Venables is still available. Yep. Oh, Lacroix. Yep. Very good. Are we missing any, Charlie? Crips. Did you say Crips? Yeah, yeah Crips has been said. I don't say who hasn't been said. Just say like it. Ha- how many are left? I I have two left on the list, and they're not small names. Okay. Yeah, we're missing. Dan, have you got? No, oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. Stopped, I stopped missing. deleting. Oh, do okay. I? I think I. I think I know who we're missing. Oh, we've said Shuey. Yeah, say, yeah you've said Shuey. Oh, okay, you've got one left. I think. Yeah, I reckon we're missing one. Oh gosh, and you know it is. I think I do. Eh? Go on. I I'm gonna give up. I don't know. Is it? Did we say Sheed? You didn't say yeah. Sheed. Wow. Yeah. I, thought, wow. I thought it was Dom. Very good. He was the forgotten. <laughs> is, that, is that 20? That's, that's the list. That's hilarious. And Dom Sheed was the last person to come to mind. He's irrelevant anyway. Yeah. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, thanks for nothing, Sheed. <laughs> All right, uh, this is for Will. That was very good. Um, how many disposals did Cole get in the grand final? Oh, not a lot. Not a big possession getter, Coley. Um, probably got more than me, though. I don't know. Twelve. Answer. Wrong. Close. Close. 13. How many did Will get? 100. I don't know. He's good, though. It's not an answer. Uh, 10. Oh, close. Nine? You're, yeah, you've got nine. nine. Yeah, you got <gasps> nine. So you're both the same. There's equal points good, given good. out there. So Coley's <coughs> in front right now. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, this is for Tom. Scoey topped the stats in one category in the 2018 grand final. What was it? One-on-one contest wins. That could have been it, but that's not the I don't right have answer. Champion data, but yeah, <laughs> is it just, or just like an AFL? Oh, I know, yeah, it, yeah. I know, it, I know. It. Yeah. Time on ground. Yep. <sighs> yeah, baby. Time on ground. Yeah. Um. All right. What was Tom's percentage of time on ground? Oh well, he starts on the bench, so not a hundred percent. But he only come with a hundred percent. No, not once. <laughs> There's a stat somewhere there, like greatest of all time, whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, so so how the rotations work in the back line, it, it would have definitely been the same at the start of the second half. So we would have started on the bench. Pretty sure it would have been close to almost every quarter. Maybe. Maybe not, though. So we're going to go with uh, 87%. Very close. 82. Uh, I mean, it's not that close, is it? I beat 5%. Yeah. Um, all right. This is uh, for Will. How many games did Tom play in 2018? 20. 20. Keep getting close. It was 21. 21. I fucking read that today. Someone's written it wrong because I read 20. I'll double check. Maybe it it was 20. Maybe it was 20 in a row and it was before the grand final the interview was. Yeah. Nah, it was. 100% was. Perfect. All right. How many games did Will play in 2018? Oh, that's a question, Coley. I'm going to see if I remember. Play round one. (laughs) I did play one game. And I played the grand final. (laughs) Yeah. Played the 20. Played the my rising star game. I'd say fourteen. Glad you went the overs. I think How it's many? twelve. Yeah, it's twelve. Oh. Well done. Um, all right, this is for both of you. Um, for buzzer, like now, whoever gets closest to this number. Okay, closest to the pin. Um, closest to the pin. Yep. How many games did you have you played together in total? Oh. Not, not twenty eighteen, but all together. Yeah. So Coley's played seventy four games. I reckon I've played in fifty-four of them. Okay, Coley. 
I'm not saying that many. I reckon like, f- like forty. Love both, the silence in this podcast. Both went way, way overs. Way overs. Twenty six. Wow. It was those waffle yeah, games. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm more connected to Coley than I actually am. For, for a bonus point, and this this is whoever gets close to this, how many of those 26 did you win? Vote one each here. Whoever gets closest. Well, so 12 of them were, I was, yeah, 12 of them had to be in 2018 because he played every game oh, not apart from round one, which was a loss. So at least 11. Um, I only go with 18 15 15 is correct 15 wins Tom Tom wins Absolutely (laughs) he wins mate Dom Sheed 15 (laughs) I was just thinking 2020 We lost a few 2018 we lost a few in the back half too (laughs) Yeah Yeah, well I thought we were way more successful than that man I thought we played way more together (laughs) Yeah you went Yeah that's There you go I don't know what that tells you but (laughs) Um, while we're on statistics, I'll finish off on this one. Sir Swamp Thing, friend of the family. Do you know this one? This About is quite, me? This is quite good, yep. Nah, no. Toms, plural, Cole and Barras are the only West Coast Eagles players to have won a VFL-AFL premiership before having kicked a career goal. Really? So the only player out of 92, 94, 2006, 2018 to have played in those games and won without kicking a career goal. So wow. you were goalless before 2018. Do you remember your first goal? Yeah. Do you remember it? Did you play? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, just yeah. asking yeah, you to yeah, tell a story. Right. Um, 2020. 2020. V Essendon. Gold Coast. In the Gold Coast. In the hub, yep. Um, playing a different role that week. Playing on the wing, on the red wing. I don't know if you have Masto in here. Was he talking about the red wing at all? When he yeah, was yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was well, I was playing Masto's role that week and um, <laughs> I was getting pretty tired of it. So the fat side of the ground. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, just away from the ball, so far away yeah. from the ball. and um, Near the ball, run away from the yeah, ball. Yeah, so far. And um, I just decided that I was sick of running defensively, so I just held forward a little bit. And then we, um, Jet Boy knocked it on on the, in, on the wing to Liam. Liam kicked to JD, and I was just fanging it down to the goal square. And JD's backed me in, kicked to me in a one-on-one. Body Dyson Heppel quite nicely, took a little grab. How far out were you? 15 metres on the boundary. <laughs> No, nah, not on the boundary. Bit, bit in. 45. Yeah. Slight angle. Yeah, tiny angle. <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't miss it. <laughs> Almost marked in the goal square. Um, and, yeah, it took my time. I was like, because I've obviously never kicked a goal, never even had a set shot in my whole six years at the club. I was, so was like, I was trying to goals? In AFL. Oh, no, I had one. I had one. I missed it. Um, I was just trying to think about what JK would do. So I, like, put the ball on the ground, like, wiped my hands, took my mouth guard you didn't, have a, you didn't have a routine? No, I didn't have a routine. I was like, I was like, I was like, don't just rush it. Just do it. What would JK do? Like, like stand there, like, put the ball on the ground, like, pretend I'm taking a deep breath, like. Throw some grass. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, slotted it and just, I probably carried on a little bit more. Carried on a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've always said, like, I'll never do that. I'll just, I'll run to the boys. and business yeah, yeah, business. But I just <laughs> got so excited because X O'Neill looked at me and, like, gave me this face. And Crying. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. <laughs> All the boys were happy for you. Didn't he go great. on a streak? Three in a row. Yeah. yeah. So he's kicked his first and then he's proceeded, he never had a shot in his life, proceeded to kick a goal in the next two games, three in a row. Yeah, one up. We played St Kilda the next week. Got a free kick, like st- fake getting hit in the guts by Brad Hill after the siren. <laughs> after the siren. End of the game. End of the game. Like we'd, we were already winning, but just a bit of icing on the cake. And then 
uh, the next week against the Doggies. Crucial part of the game. We were up to put us up. Remember this. Liam did we some magic. Losing. Bond yeah. started kicking goals from seventy on the bound. Yeah, <laughs> Liam did some magic. Like sent it to me when he. I don't, these know, I don't even know how he saw me kicking all these goals from the wing. Yeah, from the wing. I was playing the wing for a bit, and then yeah, um, kicked another one. So I'm three from oh, three from four set shots. Well, I mean, after some <laughs> memories there about your set shots and um, some memories that you dominated me in the quiz. Do you remember where you were when the siren went in the grand final? Yeah, I, I was. I always think I was. Right near you, right next to you. I don't you. know. I'm just. I don't know the. I don't know the answers. I mean, it's your well, story. well. The the end of. I'm, I was. I'm supposed to end quarters on like in close games. I'm supposed to be on the bench that year. <laughs> Start on the bench, finish on the bench. No, not finish on the bench in a normal game, but in a close game like when we beat Port after the sign. I'm on the bench. Any close game we had that year, I'm on the bench at the end. Me, Venners, Dom, and probably Bards. Like yeah. the people who start on the bench, they're finishing on the bench if it's close. Yeah. So I'm. I was on the. I'd come to the bench with five minutes to go. Feed up, like, beautiful. If we lose this game, it's it's not my fault. So you're on the bench when she had to keep the goal? No, no, no. I come back on. So I was I was supposed to be on the bench, and then Bunger split himself open, and they needed some. They were trying to get him. They were, he had to come off. I had to go on. Then they wanted me to come back off, but yes. I couldn't get there, so Dago went off in the end. So I ended up on the ground, and I was – um. When the siren went, the ball got surged right towards me, and there was, like, Dagoe, Stevenson – Fuck Whoever God. else was the fastest person ever, streaming at the ball, and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> but Yoey grabbed it and booted it back, and then Simon went. And I was with all the bulls, and I got um, caught in the middle of that big group huddle, cuddle of all the bulls. I like, couldn't breathe. You can't even see me in the there, photo. You can just see my picture, legs. There's a, a picture of Brass, McGavin, yeah. Hearn, yeah. me. Yeah, and then there's just legs just in legs the middle. The yeah, I'm like, couldn't breathe. I was just like <laughs> screaming to get out of it. <laughs> but yeah, like best moment. Like so much. Just joy and excitement. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I was running around like a headless chicken. Explain it. You're on a podcast. How do you feel? Oh, as I said, like, it's just utter joy. Like, I didn't know where to look, what to do. I was just running around, like, so happy. Um, Did you see your family when you were going around the boundary? Uh, yes, I saw my family and Lily and all my mates. What was that good. moment like? Yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Um, probably still more excitement at that point. I reckon after that, so we'd done a couple of laps and whatnot. We were waiting to go back into the rooms. I had a little bit of a moment to myself where I just kind of reflected on the whole year, really. Like, obviously, been a big year with my old man passing away. Um, bit of a career-defining year for my, for me. Like, if I didn't go good that year, maybe you never, never know. I could have been done with my footy career at the end of the next year. So, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it was a bit of a moment of reflection. Just proud of where I'd come from and proud of the fam- proud of my family. Like. Proud to do it for my old man. Like I had a look up at the sky, like a um, little moment by myself. It was pretty special. Um, to know he was watching over me because every game that year was, you know, I'd look at my wrist and that's why I put it on my wrist to just to think about that um, f- footy's bigger than, you know, winning and losing. You know, I, I was doing it for him the, the whole year and it was, yeah, it was pretty special. Yeah. After all the joy and excitement and getting strangled, it was uh, I had a little <laughs> moment to myself and it was, it was pretty cool. Do you remember being in the um, in the rooms afterwards? Like, do you remember the cell? You know, singing "Sweet Caroline." Do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just making sure your memory's all there. Mate. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I do remember that. I um, I, after we sung the song and everyone was standing in that like the room where and everyone was getting interviews and stuff, I kind of just like snuck out of there and just went and sat in the change rooms with all the waffle boys. And, Did you? And had a few beers because I was like, I need to get out of here. I got a few. F- uh, photos with the family then I was like I'm not doing any of that I need to just 
get back into the locker room. So I sat with all the Waffle Boys, Rothy and all my boys and had a beer and, um, and then everyone else come in and the antics started and they didn't stop for a while. So I didn't mention either Ryan Davis or Sharon Wellingham, but I just remembered as I was talking about that. So had this moment in the rooms <clears throat> after the flag where there's literally, you cannot move. It's, no, not, it's like if you club on a Tuesday yeah. night, mate, you cannot move. <laughs> you cannot move. And there's you know every family member... Anyone that's at the ground that kind of feels like they know you, they, they try to get in and they eventually get in. And there's just I like... I there trying to get in. Packed, right? My family couldn't get in. I spent <clears throat> 10 minutes out of the room because the security guard at MCG wouldn't let my family in. Imagine how I was oh acting. God. I was going <laughs> off my fucking... Security, I'm in they? my fucking playing outfit. I've got my brother, his wife, and my niece and nephew, my mum, like my other brother, his kids... <laughs> And they're at the front of the line. The security guy, don't have passes, mate. They're not coming through. No. And I'm like, here's your fucking pass, mate. Here's my medal and my jumper. They're coming in. Like, fully, like genuinely about to fight him. Like, <laughs> so angry. Eventually got him through and blah, blah, blah. But you're in this room and so much going on. There's me- like every media person in the world is in there. It's crazy. It's like lunacy. You don't, it's not, it's almost not fun. It's like yeah, yeah. everyone's saying, yeah, good on you, mate. Like grabbing your head lock. Yeah, love you. Oh, I taught you everything you knew. Yeah, that's <laughs> anyway, why I tried to get it. <laughs> eventually when it's over, we got into the rooms and there's that footage of Sweet Caroline. It was the 22. And I remember, it's probably a sad one. I should have asked both of them literally back to back on this podcast the last two weeks. The last two people other than the 22 were Sherrod Wellingham and Ryan Davis in that room with the boys. Seeing with us? Yeah, they had to get, like, they, they asked them to leave. That oh, pretty much, because right. they yeah. just wanted the 22 in there. Yeah. And I just thought of that. I thought I'd just share it. Yeah, <laughs> Who was, was there anyone that you had to sort of keep bringing into the moment that was sort of, like, some people in those times when it's, like, that good, they sort of check out and they're a bit of a stunned mullet. Was there anyone that was, like... Well, maybe Coley by the sounds of it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Were you sort of the one that had to keep going, like, mate, this is a good time... Oh, oh no no! I was all in when it was the Sweet Caroline. Don't don't yeah, don't get me wrong. I was loving that. It was just like when there was so many people, and I got a photo with my family. I was like, this is this is a bit much. I just wanted to sit with like, um, sit with a few of the boys. So I went back into the change room. All the boys who didn't play that day were sitting in there, um, having a beer, and um, yeah, like that's one memory I, I do have. So it was pretty special. Yeah, that reminds is. me of um, and you know I love Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Maverick legend. Um, after the twenty eleven championship. Siren goes, the buzzer goes, they've won the championship. He bolts off and goes and sits in the change room by himself. Doesn't want anything to do with all the carry-on. He's like, just needed a moment. He just wanted to escape and, yeah. Straight off. Yeah, literally he's like charging that's, yeah. over. Yeah, that's a bit of look at me, I reckon. Yeah. Like, that'd be yeah. like no, you no, literally no, Siren no, going you know, running. If you know Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> like I know Dirk Nowitzki, he's like, he's he's getting out. He just doesn't want to be a part of How do of you them. know Dirk? You nah. mate, <laughs> he mates. You're Dirk? Yeah. Right, keep going. It's like me and Dan Ricciardo. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Lovely memories. Um, not sure what I want to finish on here. Top ten in the best and fairest last year. Yeah, ninth. Yep. Top ten. Let's mate, take it. Yeah, mate. mate big up. Defenders in the top ten. I know. I know. Was, hey, I don't know. If there's any others, but yeah, we'll take it. Still no defender highlights on the night, but you know, we're getting there. <laughs> so there's a there's a, thing, there's a thing that I have generously left with the playing group. Every best and fairest year, I'd sit there. They'd play highlights through the whole night. You know, um, rounds rounds one to twelve, and we're going to do the votes, and they play a highlight package. Every year, it's midfielder. You know, Nick Nat taps to Shuey. Shuey kicks yep. to Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy goes yeah. back and kicks a goal. Liam Ryan snaps a goal. He really rarely does this. But what, do you, what are they going to throw, like a punch? Fucking oath, you're going to show <laughs> a punch. Throw some physical contact, <laughs> mate. Are you kidding me? They don't show any back highlights. Any, well, are you putting your hands up while the forward's going for goal? It's a serious <laughs> issue I have with best and fairest, mate. They do not rule. How do you... How do you 
How do you think games are won, mate? Well, mids and forwards kicking goals. Any team can do that, mate. You need to be able to defend the goal, especially when these absolute plebs fuck it up up the ground. Spoiling's harder than what you think. Oh, watch, 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 watch anyone that's not a back try and spoil the ball. If you put Josh Kennedy in the back line and said, mate, don't let your man mark it, his man would have 20 possessions in the first quarter. First of all, Josh Kennedy loses his ability to think past halfway. That's another thing, West Coast fans. You want to see something funny? Josh Kennedy finds himself higher up the ground and gets the ball in his back half. Watch him lose his ability to actually think. Not, not, not logically think. He, he, he gets panicky. He, he starts like trying to play on and he looks a bit like Brad Shepard when he used to get the ball and try to kick the short one. But then he's like, I can't do that. Tries to kick it, kick it on the full. It happens every time. Doesn't happen often, but every time it does. Yeah, have, have a look at that. Um, a couple of funny ones to finish off, mate. I asked if you'd order a fillet of fish. We know that answer. You can't hold back the spew. Um, I hear you some bake regularly in your backyard, surrounded by dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not surrounded by dog shit. If I sunbake them, I'll, I'll admit that. I love sunbaking. Yes. Like, I like getting a good tan. Not surrounded by dog shit. The only time there's dog shit all through that, all through the yard is when I haven't been home for a few days and Lily won't pick it up. But then but then do you go and sunbake in it? No, no I'll pick it up before I, before I proceed to lay my towel down and sunbake. I would have thought. And the final one, <laughs> you rate yourself as a water skier, mate. I thought that might have popped out in I thought that might have popped out in the top ten, you know, moments. You big water skier? Don't get me started. I love Please start. Water start and finish. Yeah, I love this water is, This is the last question you're going to get one on one. Yeah, then you go yeah. to social oh, media. Love water skate. Well, in Warrnambool, there was the Hopkins River, which is just around the corner from where we lived. We would ski twice a week. Um, and then it, like, summer was a Chuka, which is an hour from Bendigo. Lake Epilogue. Oh, yes. Love skiing. Don't name all these. This is like love a, skiing. This is, like a, this is like a surfer talking about, like, oh, yeah, Battles Beach and Winky Pop and Cyclops. Down Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. When, when you ask me to. <laughs> When you yeah, ask me to do my non-footy sporty achievement, I wanted to say something about skiing, but there's, there's no achievements. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I, I just rate myself. Okay. Yeah. A quick drive by to finish. Actually, surfing. You much of a surfer? I heard you. I've heard you're a, I've you're had, a bit of Kelly Slater in you. I've had one attempt. To, went down with Jacko Nelson, good mate of mine, and um, he gave me the longest board in history. It would have been four meters long. I've t- we're at Trig. Took me about. 15 minutes to paddle out the there. The kayak. Oh, so big. Took about 15 minutes to paddle out there. Triceps are blown up. Like, so hard to turn the board around. And I sat out there for, we were out there for an hour. Didn't catch one wave. Just sat there and watched the locals go and then said, oh, I'm going to paddle in, Jacko. And he said, you can't paddle in, mate. That's embarrassing. You've got to try and catch one. I was like, no, nah, I'm paddling in. I'm too scared to so, try and go down one of these waves. So how did you get in? I paddled in, yeah. <laughs> so Jacko tells the story. It's very similar, actually. I had no idea what he was doing out in a kayak out the back of Trig. Anyway, Jacko had caught a few waves and he paddled out and he was like, where's Coley? I can't see him. He looks up. Coley's drifting out to Rotto. He's, he's literally halfway to Rotto. Doesn't know how to paddle the board. So he's sitting out there watching the locals, but he's just getting further and further away. He's stuck in a rip. He's literally in the shipping lanes. Mate, he's had a gauge rush. I will lanes. never do it again. And I was like, I'll have... I'll be not bad at this. I've water skied before. I would have said that to Jack. I said, I've water skied. This will be, this will be easy. This, this will be a piece of piss. And I was like... I've water skied before. I've seen water before. I, I, drink it, I drink it all the time. I'll be fine surfing. I paddled... I tried to paddle up to one way, like, and I looked down. It looked like it was, f- like, 100 metres down there. I was like, nah, I'm, this isn't for me, Jack. I'm paddling. And then... He was kind of looking for me too. One side paddled in. He's like, where is he? And I was just sitting up on the shore with the board, like sitting on my kayak. What, the what? board like in the, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the photos with the board stuck in the sand. 
taking yeah. taking selfies himself with the waves in the background. Yeah, <laughs> sick surf. All right, now here we go. Social media brought to you by Cameo Coley. Now, I don't know if you know that Cameo is a sponsor of this podcast, Coley, but I had a bit of a look around. Usually, we, you know, the guest may or may not be on Cameo. Well, let me tell you, people, Tom Cole is very much on Cameo. How much do you, how much do you pay for a little, um, little you know, 30 to 60 second video from Tom Cole? 2018 Premiership player, ninth in the best and fairest last year, has been described by a former teammate of his as, how do I describe his football career? Underwhelming. Uh, no, no, not, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Under unremarkable. Unremarkable. Sorry, not underwhelming. How much you pay for a thirty-second video for that? Um, oh, honest, how honest. Much would I, pay? I mean, okay. I'll ask it a different way. How much do we pay for a foot message from Dan Collins at the moment? Ten bucks. How much are they going for? Yeah, ten bucks. Dan's on cameo. Yeah. Um, how many? Yeah, I've done four how, in the last four week foot, and a half. Four feet video. So Dan's been getting feet requests. I've had those too. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had them too as well. But Dan's been doing them. I've, You've I've been got, doing them? No, I've not yes. been doing them because they want my face <laughs> It's in a market for it. Both times they've asked my face How, how much Australian dollars are we paying for a foot video from you? Uh, they said they'll give me PayPal straight up 75 bucks. That was about a, a minute and a half. Wow. Shoes on, then take your shoes off, wriggle your toes and your socks, take your socks well, off, show us your feet. I'm here to tell you Tom Cole's on Cameo for 85 Australian Without dollars. Without fees. That's more than that. I'm about, I don't know what I am. Charlie, what am I? Can you have a quick look at what I'm worth on Cameo, mate? You're 49 bucks. Cheap, mate. Cheap There's ass. a theory behind my price. Tell me. <laughs> People want to listen. People want to sign in. If, if, if they want to hear it, like, they can pay top dollar for it. You know, if they really want it. It's, it's only, I'm only going to get my real fans, you know. If I put, I put, if I put it at 30 bucks, it's probably my value, my market value. Yeah. Then I'd get more, but I wouldn't get my real fans. If I put it at 80 bucks, someone's like, oh, I really want to see him. I'm going to pay 80 bucks for him. I and I don't love, get as many, I but I'm like, it. you know what? I, I don't care. No, yeah. I love I'm going it. for it. So you're 54 bucks. Okay, more expensive than I thought I was. Yeah. You on there yet, Charlie? Uh, no, I'm not. But if there's a if there's a need, if there's a want for good, Charlie right. on Cameo, I'm going yeah, about yeah. one every six months. So yeah, good, good, good. Well, if you'd like to add to that, jump on the Cameo, Charlie. I'd like you signed up, and you um, you know, just make sure you leave some for the rest of us, though, mate, because you are high in demand. I might even do the feet videos. Who knows? You roaming, know? <laughs> roaming back chat, roaming back well. chat. We did derby. Edition that go well, Cat and Charlie. Oh, we're great. Uh, lots of lots of punters upset and happy. You, you know, seen this, said, Tommy Cole? Yes, I'm sure I, it's doing I, the rounds at the footy club. I have seen it. Yes. While we're talking about this, before we get into social media, we did do an April Fool's joke this week. Um, just gone, mm. and we've 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 named some high profile gots: Hayden Ballantyne, Andrew Embley, Michael Barlow. I forgot a couple. And they were current members of the West Coast Eagles. Tommy Cole, <laughs> did you or did you not get done by my April Fool's joke? Our April Fool's joke. Unfortunately, yes, I can confirm that I, I, I got I got done. It, it was yeah, well, well planned out. I will give you that. And yeah, you, who else? So give me name some other names. Well, I was in a group chat with Alex Witherden, who was the one who broke it to us. Gone. Jack O'Nelson, uh, Dan Venables, Gone. Jake Waterman, and Gone. Josh Rotham. Gone. Bye bye, boys. And the dis- and there was there was heavy discussions until the following morning when we figured out that it was it was April. So this so. was just the, oh, okay. So this was the day before. Day yeah. before when Ryan, Ryan Ryan Daniels broke it, we were like. God, what's, what's going on here? Like, Did somebody well, send I, a text I, to a coach or something to find out? I'm not sure if the coaches got involved, but you definitely got a few of the boys. I got a phone call from Tom Barras saying, mate, uh, mate I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm playing this week or not. Are you, are you in? Are you in for me? Like, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's all happening. And he was absolutely done and dusted. And yeah. I said, what's the date today? First of April. Still didn't know what was going on. Absolutely no idea. I really didn't want to admit it to you, but yeah, you got us. 
I love Very it. Good. Okay, let's start this one off with a familiar name, I think. Danielle Elio. Um, can at Lil Burke cook? This is from Danny. Yes, my fiance Lily is a very good cook. Yes, she cooks once a week, but so I'm the other six nights. So I'm I'm the more consistent cook. But when she cooks, she she puts on a good meal. Yeah, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, no, she's good. So it wasn't a setup for no, for no, no. Okay. Oh, sucked in, Danny. That's yeah. Luke Shuey's wife, by the way. Uh, T dot money ninety seven. Uh, Tom Cole stopped my ripstick. No, read it properly. It stop. Does that say stop? Does it stop? Stop. Yeah, Tom Cole stole my ripstick in year 10. He told everyone it wasn't him, but two weeks later he rocked up to school and you could see where he tried to erase my initials. <laughs> What's his name? T-Money. T-Money 97. You stealing ripsticks out here, mate? T-Money. What was a ripstick again? It was, oh, it was a great contraption. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, seem to know a lot about them. Yeah, oh, I love the ripstick. I don't remember. Would you do anything to ride one? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love the ripstick. So you'd possibly steal one to. <laughs> if I didn't, if I had lost my ripstick, I would have stolen one. But from memory, and I know I've said my memory's bad, <laughs> so <laughs> team money could be on the money. But um, I don't think I stole his ripstick. I think right. that's fake news. Right, okay, <laughs> fake news potentially. <laughs> Uh, Gavro five four three. There's a little underscore in there too. Like uh, I'd like to know if Scoey wet his pants when he got to interview Brayshaw yesterday, and no mention of back chat. Yeah, so we did, we did Fox Footy Boundary um, <laughs> yesterday, Coley, and um, had a little back chat bet on, and he's in my fantasy team as my fantasy captain. And the the calls come down from the producers. You know, you got to interview one player. Who would you like? And I said, I want Brayshaw. I want to tell him that he actually salvaged my fantasy. But he didn't get to 30 touches. No, I didn't speak about any of that. Uh, it's actually a very surreal feeling interviewing. Like, I interviewed Simo and Jamie Graham pre-game, right? So, Jamie Graham was a coach of my West Coast for like 10 years. Simo, my head coach, premiership coach. Like, being on the other side, it felt – it was a surreal. It was – because I know them so well, it was weird. And then when I get to interview players on the ground, I feel um, – <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Washed up? <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like I shouldn't. Yeah, it's just a weird feeling. Well, like you're not allowed to talk to them. No, because like I've been the player, and so I've I've been interviewed, so I know how it feels, and so it's just a strange dynamic for me. Like I kind of have like a bit of an outer body, like this is weird that me right. and I'm doing this because I've been on the other side, and now I'm here in a suit on the ground. I'm a bit awkward. Yeah, like, what actually what does this like think of me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like interviewed Jack Steele the week before, like the captain of St Kilda, and I really felt like removed from the situation where, like, you know, two years prior I'd been playing on him, tackling him, and I was his peer. But now I'm just like, you know, poor man's Matt Pavlich so on the sideline. You're a bit um, <laughs> what, starstruck. I th- yeah, yeah. It feels honestly. You're out feels, of you're out of your comfort area. Not comfort, but I'm like starstruck. I'm like even Andy Brayshaw. Like he's young, ten years younger than me. Like no offense, Andy Brayshaw, great player, but like some pleb for Freo. But yeah. What's he done? But I, I'm like in awe. I'm like talking to Andy Brayshaw. Just had 26 <laughs> touches. Like how good? Oh, and I'm this pleb media guy. So yeah. Anyway, you're reading into it too much. Marshy Dot Uh Tom Cole's hidden talent. So That's this was asked by a few people. Skiing. You got a hidden talent that we should know about here, mate. Well, skiing just means sad. <clears throat> um, 
It's not hidden anymore. Ripstick. And I was going to say, I'm a good dancer, but that's not hidden anymore after the video you showed earlier. earlier before, <laughs> oh, so. yeah. Yeah, no, no, nothing's hidden anymore these days, is it? So, so nothing, no, nothing? No, I actually, I've got nothing for you. Oh, perfect. I'm literally like six people asked, I just assumed this was just a, like a well-known I'm an secret. open book. I'm an open book. Okay. Campsaland. Campsaland. Uh, how do you stay motivated when you have such a long-term injury? That's a good question. Um, You're sleeping in a moon boot at the moment, to give people an idea. You're wearing it right now. There's no, there's no shots under the table. But Yep. I've been, I've been in a moon boot for five weeks now, hopefully one week to go, fingers crossed, and then um, no running for another six weeks, and then hopefully back s- sometime after yeah midway point of the year. But... Um, yeah, I suppose with, with rehab, this is my first long-term injury. It's my first time doing it, but I suppose it's just taking little wins. Like, I'm getting out of the moon boot in a week, and that's going to be a massive game-changer for me. So um, when that happens, then I can exercise a bit more, which, um, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. It's just about, like, achieving the, the little things along the way. Um, and then I suppose with uh, a longer-term injury, I'm just trying to keep busy away from the club. I'm, I'm studying uni, so I'm diving into that a bit more doing a few more units and trying to keep myself busy so um you can't really do much about injuries and i've always just been like it is what it is so i can't really change it and i'll just yeah ride the punches and look at the little wins like getting out of the moonboot and being able to shower properly and have you and got sleep have properly. you got a bunch of guys with you at my rehab group you get the moment at west coast yeah pretty big but a lot of them are returning soon so i'm kind of i'm Chester. kind of a bit disconnected chess has gone home for a little period yep. um but once he gets back we'll be on pretty much the exact same program and We'll get Sheed's to become building mates. up, yeah. Yo's building up, Oscar yeah. Allen's building up. So you're really have you got a partner in crime? Uh not no, nah, not at the moment. Sheeta was my partner for a bit. He just got out of the moon boot uh, a few days ago. That's so. what's important about being injured. Not that I've done it a whole lot either, but like having at least one person that you can be like, you know, how much did that suck that session? Or yeah. yeah. Well, me and Sheeta um have been hanging out a lot. Like we live around the corner from each other, so um yeah, we've been spending a bit of time together recently. So we've yeah. Been, been, been leaning on each other. Yeah, he's got the he's got the uh, left moon boot on. I got the right one, so we're just sharing shoes. Live underscore Floro. <laughs> uh, I bumped into Masso at the derby. Literally, well, actually, he bumped into me. Lined me up from about ten meters out. Bang! Almost spills his popcorn. <laughs> then mumbles a little apology. <laughs> what's the biggest hit you've ever dished out? And did you ever feel sorry for the bloke you hit? Also, what's the biggest hit you've copped? Dishing out hits out. <laughs> what? I was about to say. <laughs> I'm about 78 kilos, 187 centimetres. I, I don't reckon I've laid someone out my whole football career. And I was always that small kid growing up, so like I wasn't big. I was always the one getting laid out. And um, Being hit? Being, no, nah, I haven't been like punched, but I... No, 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 like <laughs> big bump, big oh, hit, Yeah, big well, tackle. last year, if you want to look in the middle of my eyebrows here, I uh, ran into Josh Rotham and... Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, created a little monobrow for myself and split myself over. That's probably the biggest one yet. I wasn't concussed or anything, but yeah, I was a bit a bit rattled there. Me and Rothy ran into each other. Um, we might, off the back of the uh, extended eyebrow, go to the very last question here, Dan, from I am Jeff Self here. What a stitch up. Um, are you related to Tony Gallardi? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Tony seems like a great man. And, and uh, on the back of the hit, last year after I hit it and my eyebrow was connected, had one eyebrow, I was going to do a photo shoot with with Tony Gallardi and Spud Shed. Well, they were, gonna, they were lining it up. <laughs> they wanted me. But I couldn't do it because of COVID in the end. We had to go on a hub. Oh, my I know. Man. And oh. no one – oh, so when I first got to the club, the boys tried to start calling me Spud and I had no idea what it meant at the start. I was like, who? Tony You've got Gallardi. some good nicknames. Yeah. Virat. Virat. 
Something else. Spud Coley. Coley. Um, Spud. That's it. Yeah, Spud. And um, Ken, uh, JK to this day still calls me Spud. That's about it. Um, we've got three left here, Daniel. <clears throat> All right. Number one is underscore DJB underscore seven nine. Uh, thoughts on Naishi taking your number? Love it. Great. Love it. Was he wearing 28? Yeah, 28. They don't have a number for him? No. There's been some swapping of numbers <laughs> going around. I saw well, someone running around 31. It was Declan Mount, no, was it Mountford running in 31. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had the 43 jumper, which is Naishi's official number. He's a large. Yeah, it's like it's, and he's like smaller than me. Yes. So, and I wear a small, so he had to wear mine. You he, wear a small? Because he was wearing Westies. Hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. You wear a small, yeah, like a like real tight. You like a tight, yeah, like Jet Boy. Do you? You wear a small, small. Like? I've, I've, I was a medium, and I've changed. I, last year, I changed to a small to make it tighter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I would like to also just so ask. So, the West Coast Seagulls, one of the most you know successful clubs in AFL history, yes. right? You're telling me that they had to change number because they didn't have the right size. Like, yeah, yeah, because well, mate, cause Nash got added like. Six weeks ago, like they can't just. He got out of the week. Yeah, but like, what? One. That doesn't make sense. That they can't. They don't just have like copious amounts of everything ready to go. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, like one thing I I was gonna ask, and maybe you can shed light. I will be able to about jumper sizing because it's a thing. At the start of the year, you do a mouth guard sizing and you do jumper sizing. So I used to have extra large, long, so I could extend like five centimeters. So is yours a small long? No, not long. Because like Mickey Barlow was a big one. He used to get the ride up, and he used to have his guts hanging out in every photo. Yeah, it's like right. he didn't have a long enough jumper. Like add your, add your five centimeters. <laughs> like that's something that people don't know. You, yeah, you yeah. get to choose your size. You do jumper fit outs. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a long guy. I don't like it. Well, it doesn't sound like, like you're small. Yeah, small and no like no extra length, just a small. Yeah, yeah. You just want it painted on. Yeah, yeah I want it real tight. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at that. We're gonna have a bit of a look back that I think that's a very good little bit of insight there. Now two to go. Saxon undersaw Saunus. Uh do you feel that you model your game off prime Will Schofield? <laughs> do you know what? Probably. Yeah. My we were talking about the 2017 year we were talking about before. Me and Scoey played a lot of waffle together. Mm-hmm. So, and Scoey, along with a lot of the backs, a lot of the backs are in that age bracket where when I got there, we're like, not so much in the leadership group or that of the club, but were leaders in of the back line and just leaders in their own right and taught a lot of us younger boys how to, one, play footy, and two, how to live your life. And Scoey um, was one of those in particular because he was in the back line and um, taught me th- taught me about... Winning contests as as a key as a key to being a backman, and then after that everything else will just fall into place, and that's what I think Scoey's done pretty well throughout his career, and that's what not just me but a lot of backmen try and do. All you got to do is win your contest, and the rest will kind of. Did I specifically out. teach you that, or did you just learn that from being around? I'm just interested because I don't know what I've taught you. So uh, I don't not specific. I didn't seek it from you and say, "Can you please teach me this?" How do I, but how do I, how, how, how do, I do? We'll this? just like walk you around. Write this down. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lesson six. It's not so much teaching. It's like if you don't win contests, like people aren't going to respect you. So it's like just win contests and you'll be fine. And that that's just not scary. That's you look at all our good defenders, they all just win contests. You sort the rest of it out. Yeah. No one really cares if you can't kick or run. Yeah. or you know, like Seriously, like every backman that's ever played has their deficiencies, your weaknesses. But if you can win contests, at least you can always fall back on that. Like, oh, did he beat me? No, okay. Well, like, okay, I can't kick. Well, who cares? Like, I, did read, I did read a scouting report from someone before you got drafted and it made me piss. It was like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom did a lot of things well. You know, worse and best games weren't far apart. He lacked a bit of penetration on his kick at times. So one thing about Tom Cole you won't know is the least penetrating kick in the AFL. A lot of backspin, a lot of loft. Can't kick over 30 metres. Nah. Maybe 35. Within 35, I'm all right. But if I, like, it's, this is like one of my biggest fears is <laughs> if this is why Shot I didn't... for the season from 42 <laughs> metres out. This is why I didn't want to be on the ground at the end of the granny. Like, if I got a free kick and I was 48, the guy was on like, the guy was 47 metres out on the mark and I had to kick it from 52. I'm not making the distance. So the last quarter, <laughs> you have that first, mo- the moment in the first quarter of the grand final and Jane Stephenson runs you, runs you down, kicks a goal, blah, blah, blah. The last quarter, you take a mark, come back with a flight, a good moment in the grand final, you get a 50 metre penalty. Are you thinking as you were running down the ground, Geez, I hope this doesn't take me within goal kicking range because the man in the mark wasn't that far out from goal. Yeah, he was about fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, well, well, Luke Shuey, as I was walking down, he's like, "Mate, if you can kick it, like kick it." And I was like, they're, they're, they're "Literally, there's like five minutes, like ten minutes yeah. to go on the last yeah, right. I was like, "What do you mean, mate? I was no way I'm making the distance here." Like, <laughs> Could you take it? But I, but I acted like kind of like took my time, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pretend like I'm having a shot." But like, no, I'm not having a shot. I'm going to kick it sideways through. Yeah, kick it forty-seven meters. All right, we're going to finish this last one off. One of my favorite social medias of the week, Jake Waterman underscore. Uh, hey Tom, would you consider yourself a pipsqueak or a weasel? <laughs> Jake, come on, Jake. This is Jake. a question that often gets asked, gets asked around the club, and it um, originates from. Dom Sheed's brother Alex, and he likes he likes to ask people that exact question, and it just kind of leaves you thinking like, w- "What do you think of me, mate?" Like, so um, so what's your answer? So yeah. so I'm not going to entertain Jake's question because <laughs> I would have been the one to say that to him first. So he needs to stop stealing my jokes. To be honest, <laughs> that's very good. Uh, you're all done. You're all, all caught. What would you think that you are more of a pit squeak? What do you think you are? I'd um, say I'd say weasel. I'd say weasel for you yeah. too. <laughs> It's a shock and that. What are you, Charlie? I'd say pipsqueak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pipsqueak. Cat, cat, what are you doing over there? You're weasel or pipsqueak? Pipsqueak. Yeah, yeah. And you say it like that. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Oh, I'm probably a weasel. Yeah, probably a weasel. You know, the person left him. I'm not entertaining this. Okay, fair no. enough. Yeah, I loved it. I, I loved hate that. entertaining Dom's jokes. Been a pleasure. Thanks for the chat, mate. Hope you enjoyed your waters. We certainly enjoyed our whippersnappers. They were beautiful, weren't they, Dan? Very good. Thanks for letting us have more. You can find Tom, Dan, and myself on Cameo. You might be able to find Charlie over there. Make sure you stay track on Backchat Bets. That'll be coming to you during the week for Blue Bet. Uh, Whippersnapper's looking after. Cameo's looking after us. All our lads, all the patrons, all the patrons. We love it. www.backchatpodcast.com.au. You want to get us on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Backchat, double underscore. You know where to find us, Cole. And if you're on Reddit, which I know you're not, who knows how to get there. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.